Welcome to the Windy Coast here on North Florida. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what the what? You're listening to the Nimic Buick GMC Outdoor Show. I'm Captain this- Kevin Favor, Jeff Logham, and Captain. Kurt. Yeah, this is a public uh, (laughs) safety announcement. We've decided to switch May for March from now on. We are no longer the first coast. It's it's really, it has been amazing. Oh, it's crazy. Brutal. We've never had anything like this. (laughs) Not all the way into May. The redfish are like, please God, let the wind not blow. Yeah. (laughs) Everything's swimming in the ditch. There ain't a a redfish alive right now, bro. I I will say that... (laughs) They're all swimming in the middle of the channel, buddy. Yeah, as are. irritating as the wind is for fishermen, has mm. uh, it not been just absolutely gorgeous on land? Beautiful. Oh, I agree. No, it has been. I mean, really. I mean, if no, you no, want to no, work it, in the yard yep. or work around your house woods. or go for a walk in oh, the woods, it, it's spectacular. It, 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 it's, it's unbelievable. It, it is unbelievable. I, I mean, I, I got to tell you that because I was at, Carrie and I were at the property Saturday, Sunday, and Monday last week, and I'm going, there's no way. It can't be this beautiful. I mean, it it's, was it's amazing. It, it was flipping amazing. And then, and then the funny thing is, was whenever we left on Monday, it was starting to get hot. It was like eighty-five when we left at noon. Mm-hmm. And I get here, and it's eighty-two. Yeah, it's colder here. I yeah. mean, because of the east wind. I was like, wow, this is. But it, but, it, but, but here, it but it didn't. It, it didn't get hot in no. Georgia because no. I, I go up Thursday right. and I got to pick up uh, swap out a piece of equipment yesterday yeah, morning. Yeah, go up Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know, so, so I, I get there and uh, yesterday, uh, run up to Dublin, swap out a box blade, come back, had to do a little plumbing fix, you know, cut the grass, you know, doing some things around the property. And after I got done cutting the grass and, and weed eating, I said, you know, I'm going to take a break, drink some water. Mm-hmm. Well, I just sit up underneath the barn and I've got one of those little rocking chairs at the barn, you know, and I sit up underneath of that and it's. Got mm-hmm. shade, of course, because it's a it's a pole barn. Yeah, and that breeze is blowing, and I go, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I know. I mean, who wants to work right now? Yeah, yeah. it was it was it, it's amazing. Um, it was it well, was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, water temperature seventy two yeah. to seventy four. Yeah, so it's like air conditioning. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just a wind coming off that ocean I, I, at the uh, beach is yeah, gorgeous. Wednesday and Thursday, I wore a jacket all day. Yeah, yeah. isn't that amazing? Yeah, I mean, and it it. it it blew on Wednesday. And it Thursday. was I mean, in Georgia yesterday morning. Uh, it had a real nice breeze, mm-hmm. and uh, which you never get up there. No, gosh, no. it's yeah. like uh, it's yeah. it's the humid doldrums of May already. <laughs> yes, and I'm sitting there on the porch, and uh, I'm sitting there going, "Wow, it is nice. It's cool." And I just sat back and enjoyed it for a while. So I'm just like 30, 40 minutes later. I was like, "You know, I need to check to see what the temperature is because it's awesome." Yeah, I go over take a picture of it, and it's. It, I don't know if it if it warmed up a little bit or not, but it it was fifty five when I took the picture of the of the temperature gauge. I'm like, hey, hey the, yeah, nice, I know. I know. And so he, here it is. It, it's fifty five degrees, mm-hmm. and it's the middle of May in Georgia, which mm-hmm. typically can be blazing hot. And I'm sitting there. It's fifty five degrees. I got five deer crossing in front of me. Nice. I got a turkey goblin over my left oh, shoulder nice. down the hill. Just made you want to lay down in the dirt and look at the sky. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and, and, and then you got to go back. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. I got to come back sit in here with you guys. Well, next Saturday, by the way, I'm going to be calling you from the hilltop. The hilltop? Where's the hilltop? The food plot on top of the hill that I can oh, get a good oh, signal. Oh, okay. I'm going to be calling in through Opal. Gotcha. Nice. I'll gotcha. Be, what are you I'll planting next week? In. No, it's just the holiday weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah, Memorial Day weekend. And, that's uh, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're going up, and we're going to relax, you know. Cool. Wife's got a extra couple days off of work. Very cool. And we're going to go up there, and I'm going to work a little bit, yep. and we're going to enjoy. Pitch a tent. Tents? Yeah. Nah, dude, I ain't, I ain't, I'm, I'm not a tenor. Yeah. I got a bed right there. That's yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a tenor either. But, no. But, uh. Yeah, no, it was wonderful. It, it's it, it has been on land. It's been it's been beautiful, but uh, uh, but I, I'll tell you, man, I, you just talking about a butt whooping that 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 Wednesday and Thursday, man. It's just even even inshore, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just and it's it's not just so much. It's not rough because you know it, it's a straight east wind, so it, uh, you can fish yeah, on you one gotta, side it, or the no other. No problem, but it's but, the, but the blows of your rod and line everywhere. That's that that's yeah. that's the key yeah. is trying to feel a bite and trying to control the way that your your bait is being presented. Hey, you can't I, you can't throw corks. I went fly yeah. rod fishing on Tuesday. Uh huh. And that was an adventure. Mm. Oh yeah. Because I'm not very good with a fly rod. It was honking. Okay. Mm. And so me and Fred Miles go in St. John's River wading, trying to catch some brim, and that wind blowing like it was. Yeah. Yeah. I I suck. Yeah, <laughs> I'm did not you catch good. anything? Not a bite. Really? We didn't have a bite. Were y'all throwing sponge spiders or what? Yeah, yeah, we're throwing all those little, you know, yeah. little spiders and stuff, you know, for brim, which usually, man, you just wear them out. Yeah. Wow, and they ought to be about to bed. I don't. Well, that's what I was. We were thinking, right? Y'all, y'all didn't see any beds. Well, we. I mean, we weren't in a boat. I mean, you're wading, so just it's walking hard edges. To see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we were in an area that typically he is. You know, Tiff Red says that you crush them, right? He did say, and I don't know if this is the case or not, and maybe somebody can call and fill us in. It's a little cool. The water's a little cool yet. Right. So I'm looking forward to when they do bed because, I mean, is there anything more fun to catch on a fly rod? Uh, no, no, no. Use no, a fly it's, rod it's, to catch brim? Yeah, but <clears throat> so we feel like that we're three weeks behind. behind. Sure. You know, <clears throat> so I would imagine that. Freshwater's not not going to be any different. I, well, I mean, typically brim will br- bed when what the temperature in the river gets a, a, a high seventies, maybe. I would I would think something like yeah. that. Yeah. And I can tell you that as soon as you you get in the river, you start wading around. When you start getting around the private parts, you're like ooh yeah. ooh. <laughs> so like, that 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 ought to tell you that it's not quite where it wants to be or where you need to be for catching brim. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, we got a busy show. We, we have, have a busy show. Uh, we have the president on today. Uh, president. Yeah, Butch White mm-hmm. of North Florida Archers. Okay, not Very, the president. Right. If we did have the president on, I would like to ask him a lot of questions yeah. about <laughs> a lot, a lot of, of things. People would. And he wouldn't answer but them. We have, he wouldn't we have, answer anything. Well, he'd try. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have a good president coming on, and that's Mr. Butch White, North Florida Archers. they got a big shoot going on next weekend. And he doesn't need a teleprompter. Uh, no. And uh, like we that matters. <laughs> we have uh, who's coming on from the FWC? I, I don't know. They're going. We have to, somebody uh, coming an on. Officer from the FWC coming on and talk about Motor Safety Week. All right, oh, Motor cool. Safety Week is yep. coming up because obviously there's holiday next weekend. Yeah, which is well, I would think Memorial Day is top three busiest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, for 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 boaters. Yep. You know, Fourth of July is number one here. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So and also uh, just some creepy stuff on our Facebook. Uh, the pictures. You think? 
Yeah. That one trail cam picture is freaky. Um, of the eye? Yes. Yeah, that was a good one. From Chase? That was from Chase's yes. camera? Yeah. yeah. That, 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 that is just like, um. <laughs> and we got to pick a winner. Yes, we got to pick a winner. We, mm. we have to pick a yeah. winner for the free entry uh-huh. into the, uh, the old school Kingfish shootout, right? Yep. Yeah. Yes, we do. All right. Have you guys got, got a favorite? Um, I, I, I've looked at it. I, I haven't looked I have at a favorite, it. but it's not eligible to win. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, I, I didn't look at it yesterday. I don't know if I want to know what yeah. that was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think I ran check. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll take a better look this morning. All right. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's do a weather and a tides. Weather report brought to you by the Beard Pig. Can, I, know, t- you, can I tell a Beard Pig story real quick? You got a Beard Pig story? I, I, I do. Um, you know, Doug Wenzel, yeah. who, who fishes with me all the time. Yeah. Um, I live underneath the Volano Bridge on Wednesday. He goes, I got to tell you a quick story. Uh-oh. He goes, went to the Beard Pig. So never been. He said, uh, "Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute." Well, Doug, he, Doug, he, he lives in Palm Coast. Okay, okay, all right, but but all he right. had to go to Jack's Beach for a all friend, right. and he was going to buy his friend dinner, this that, and the other, take it to him, blah blah blah. But he bought two things of Brussels sprouts, sides of Brussels sprouts, and he goes, "Kevin, mm. I can't stand Brussels sprouts." But they they ask, and anyway, it ended up that his friend didn't like Brussels sprouts either, so he took two of those home to his wife Stella, uh huh, and she was eating the Brussels sprouts. She goes, "Doug." You, you, for for me, that's what she said. For me, you have to try this. He uh-huh. goes, I don't like Brussels sprouts. Changed his world. Said, I took one bite, and this is what he said. He said, this ain't my mother's Brussels sprouts. <laughs> he said they were fantastic. They're awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they we, really are. We had yeah. dinner there last yeah. night. Did yeah. you really? Yeah, so, took, took Maddie there. She's headed back to school today, and she wanted to go there for dinner last night. It was awesome. What'd you get? I ate too much. What'd you get? I got the pork ribs. Okay. They were good. She got the brisket. Kate got the barbecue mm. uh, chip beef sandwich or chip pork sandwich. And we had Brussels sprouts. We had Brussels sprouts. jalapeno Fantastic. poppers. Are just I could just sit there and eat those and They're be good. happy. They're just good. Be happy. You know? uh, we, you notice my new hat? I see it. Yeah. We were there this week as well. <laughs> and uh, quick quick story. I'm going to make it quick. Go to the counter. <clears throat> I was, go, Terry, go ahead and order first. So here's her order: um, beef rib, Brussels sprouts, Holy greens, smoke. what beans, what? She, <laughs> what? She feeding you or her? <laughs> that was her order. No, <laughs> she's gonna eat all that. I swear to God, oh, that's great. enough for two people. Swear to God. Oh okay? my God, she orders all that, and uh, she goes. So what are you gonna get? <laughs> I was like, well, you just got everything, yeah. so I'll just take a Frito pie as an appetizer, and I'll uh, take a bite of yours, and I'm just gonna eat off of you what you got. Wow. She couldn't eat anyway, all that. Anyway, holy. A- anyway, here's your uh, weather forecast, that and it hilarious. is changing, so everybody can get ready to break out the fishing rods, okay, and uh, get ready to get offshore, because Please today go. east winds ten to fifteen, seas three to five. Tomorrow, west winds 5 to 10 knots, becoming south 10 to 15 in the afternoon. Can you repeat that, please? Tomorrow, west Uh winds 5 to 10 knots, becoming south 10 to 15 in the afternoon. Wow. Thank you, baby Jesus. Three to five feet (laughs) with a dominant period of eight seconds. Smoking hot wife. (laughs) Monday, southwest winds 10 to 15 knots, becoming south in the afternoon. Seas three to five feet. God. Tuesday, south winds 10 to 15 knots. Wednesday, south winds 10 to 15 knots. All right. And with that wind, is, here comes some heat. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. here comes some heat. So uh, you might want to not bitch about 
the wind that we've been having because that wind has kept it nice and cool. It has. A Tides Report brought to you by Angie Subs. And I did have a Angie Subs. I had Angie Subs for lunch and then Beard and Pig for dinner. Good gosh. Day. Yeah. I was a little <laughs> full by, yeah. by the time I went to bed. The uh, high tide this morning was at 525 a.m. That's a 4.48. You have 11.24 a.m. low tide. That's a negative 0.2. And then 6.07 p.m. today is another high tide. That's a 4.81, which is right on mm-hmm. the average. So uh, tomorrow, I would expect the boat ramps to be full. Yeah, you think? I mean, Well, full. here's here's my s- synopsis of what's going on. Okay. That's Give a big word. Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, and Friday is a weekend. Normal weekends now. The weekend, <laughs> Saturday and Sunday, is Memorial Day and the 4th of July. Right. Every weekend. Yeah, every weekend. Every weekend. Yeah. I mean, you guys know I fished two Saturdays in a row. Yeah. Just so you know, I'm not fishing anymore Saturdays. I, giving a, it up? It's a zoo. No, it's... It's, it's just... It was a zoo. It's It's just... It's simply hard to find fish. Well, it's hard to. I can't find a place to park. Yeah, right. That's they're the, parking all the way to Coast Guard Base. Wow. At Mayport. Yeah, that's that's. It's, I mean, I, St. Augustine's obviously the same way. I mean, you know, St. John's County's obviously blowing up. And, yeah, and, oh yeah. And I mean, come on. I mean, it's the only public boat ramp unless you know where a little side one is somewhere, but you you can't launch a twenty five footer. In, in no. Those, you know what I'm saying? I mean, no, so, you can launch so like a got, little. I mean, at, at least at least Mayport Jacksonville's got Sisters Creek. Yeah, you know Mayport Carlucci. Ram, Carlucci. I mean, you know, at least yeah. we got some options. Jim King. You know, we don't have any options in Saint Augustine. No, there man. there are no options in Saint Augustine. It's, it's just real busy. Yeah. The, the boat ramp that they have, um, what was the was it Mike's place that had the boat ramp uh-huh. on the intercoastal? Is that still open? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's no place to park. It's Ten. That's spots. what I was wondering. I mean, yeah. where do you park? I mean, you don't. You, 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 oh, you got to park. On the side of the road, going back up to A one A. Yeah, does it, does the county own that ramp? I believe so. Yes. And then the ramp that's south. Yes, they do own that ramp as well. Okay, and then south of the three twelve bridge. Right. There's a ramp. There is. Okay. Yep. So and that's 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 for small boats. It's not. Yeah, it's got, you got to come out of Little Old Creek. Yeah, Little Old Creek. A ditch. Yeah. 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 I can. I can. I can launch my boat there if I have help. Okay. You know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, you Help get as far as as if somebody driving the truck launching you. I got you. You know, be, because there's no place to park your boat after you launch. After it. you launch, you got to put stick it in the mud. Yeah, which is not right. Not good. No, it's not. No. Yeah, yeah. That's and if 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 you consider those boat ramps, are there any more in St. Augustine for, well, for St. John's there's, County? There's there's one at Moultrie Creek. Well, St. John's County. You're talking Palm Valley, you know. So Paul right. Valley, all the Paul Valley Bridge. Bridge. What was that one down Hammock Dunes towards uh, Washington uh, Gardens? Bings. Bings, thank Bings, you. Bings, yep. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that would be Flagler. Yeah, that's Flagler. Flagler. Yeah, that's Flagler. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yep, yep. That would so, I mean, be. along the intercoastal, there's then, not a lot of options. No, and then, and then you, obviously, you've got Devil's Elbow. Yeah, but that's not a public ramp. It's not a public I'm, I'm just, so, I'm just so yeah, I'm trying to think for, public ramp. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, yeah, those are those are just about what I can. Yeah, on the intercoastal, there's not many options. No, no. No, no. There's, there's, especially, if, especially for twenty five and over. Okay, if, if, if there was a place to put a boat ramp in St. Johns County, somewhere in the in the salt water, mm-hmm. intercoastal access to the ocean, where would be a good place? Rod, I mean, are Rod, there Rod and Gun Club? 
The St. Augustine Rod and Gun Club. Mm. Yeah, that's a big area too. Big area. That's just. I mean, that, and, and that, that's, that, that's it. Because we've had these discussions with friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and seriously, the, the, with, with property values and everything on the intercoastal, I mean, and, and I, I keep saying, let's, you know, if you need to look at maybe expanding the Volano ramp, but, man, there's a lot of pushback on that. A lot, it, first off, just getting in and out of there yeah. is on, 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 a, on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, getting your boat out of there is – as in getting on the road, like driving, like driving, right? Is they, they literally need a light. Yeah. I mean, unless you can't people, get out unless people are courteous or you stick your nose out there. Well, they're not. No, they're not. Yeah, people no, are not. Courteous. I know. I know. All right, right, let's take a break. Uh, we come back. We're going to talk to Mr. Butch White, president of North Florida Archers, and uh, we're going to talk about the club, which is over there on the west side, just across from NAS Jackson. We're going to talk about a big shoot that they have coming up next cool. weekend, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Hey, welcome back to the uh, Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Uh, I'm, I'm excited this week because, you know, at uh, Hagen Coastal Outfitters, if you want to buy a paddleboard or a kayak, they have something called try it before you buy it. Well, guess what I'm doing on Monday? I'm trying it before I buy it. Okay. Because, you know, I won the – Yep. We, our team, not me, we uh-huh. won the kayak that has the GPS-enabled trolling motor on it. Well, Dylan's like, Dad, we got to have two so we can go. And so, I mean. Oh, yeah, you got to have two. So, we're, we're looking at getting <laughs> another kayak. Okay. That way, we can put them both in the back of the truck, mm-hmm. and we can avoid boat ramps, Kirk. Yeah. Yes, okay? you can. And we can get to these tucked away places that you don't think about mm-hmm. and so monday i'm going to try it before i buy it i'm going to go check out a couple of the models of these kayaks from hagen coastal outfitters and i'm fired up okay so are you the one that you won is the mac daddy yeah okay oh yeah. you're with the trolling motor yeah. or, 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 is that what you're thinking about buying no so you're thinking about buying like a real like have to paddle or pedal 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 i'm looking okay. at a pedal okay a pedal okay. drive okay all right and uh and and it's an old town mm-hmm and they've got two other uh, brands that they also have at Hagen Coastal Outfitters, but I'm going to try a couple different brands. I'm going to try the the Old Town and try another brand and check them out. And, you know, there's different price points. And so uh, the Mac Daddy we've got, you know, so I'm like, you know. Yeah. And so I'm trying to look at something. And here here's what I'm envisioning. Summertime, and you've got a trolling motor and all that. Now you got to worry about battery. you got to right, worry right. about trolling motor. Kevin, I'm honestly thinking about launching that Joker in the surf when I got tarpon out there, and I'm gone. Right, and here's here's my next question. Um, the, I see Kirk sees it all the time. People back up the boat ramp. Okay, they 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 launch their kayaks. Mm-hmm. You know, very easy. The the one with the trolling motor and the battery and stuff. Can you do that by yourself? Yeah, I mean you can you can lift it up and and put it in the back of your truck. I can. I mean, there's some people that might need some help. I mean, you're talking about a hundred, a little over hundred pounds. Okay. With the kayak, but you know you can you can carry the battery separate right. and all that kind of stuff. So okay, but I mean most of the kayaks that, that I'm looking at, which are bigger ones, because I'm a big dude, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not big. I say big. I mean tall, and I want to have something that can handle the weight, a little wider, a little longer, mm-hmm. also something that can handle some of the rougher water. Yeah. So I mean, it's about a hundred pounds. Okay, yeah. all right. Know, for this, I mean, not counting like the. I mean that, that's and, that's that's a long drag down the beach for with a hundred pound. Boat. Here's what here's what we have. Then what they make. Okay. They actually Leals? 
Yeah, they make a set of wheels that literally you, you Velcro strap around okay. one side, you pick up the end, okay. and you just pull it on down. That, that, that makes yeah. sense. That yeah. makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not... I'm, I'm not He-Man. I mean, I used to, you know, be pretty strong, but I mean, nowadays, you know, every time you pick something up, you creak something, know, break something. I end up something. seeing Kaplan over at JOI for another surgery. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, let's welcome okay. in a, a special guest, Mr. Yes. Butch White, president of North Florida Archers, and uh, uh, heck, Butch, you've been a member of North Florida Archers going back to the early 2000s, right? Wow. Yes, uh, since about 2005. Oh wow! Yeah. And uh, I, we got your bio here, okay? Going to give everybody a little bit of background on you. Sure. Uh, just recently elected president. Yep. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Uh, 2007 to 2020, you were the senior range officer there. Been a member of North Florida Archery since uh, 2005, 28-year veteran of the Air Force. Correct. Congratulations. Thank you for your service. Absolutely. Thank you. And you're from By God, West Virginia. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, really? Here we whoa, go. Whoa, whoa, now whoa, we know why he's in here. Yeah. 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 We got, we got okay. neighbors here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. What part of West Virginia? Uh, actually, it was uh, Moundsville. Oh, okay. All right. Where's, um, yeah. That sounds familiar. Yeah, where's, it's a penitentiary. Where's Moundsville? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's um, in that northern panhandle of West Virginia, between sandwiched between Pennsylvania and Ohio. Oh, yeah. That's River. beautiful okay. country yeah. up there, guys. Yeah, it's gorgeous nice. up there. Do you ever go? But by the way, before we get on the on the talk of the club and, uh-huh. and what's coming up next weekend, do you ever get back to hunt? Yes, I do. In and West I, Virginia? Yeah, and actually, I have a cabin back there. Uh, me and my brother, we built a cabin um, on the land that we grew up on. <clears throat> wow, and, nice. Uh, so that way, we go back there. We don't have to stay with relatives. We have our own spot. You know, we're able to. It's hang gorgeous. Out there. How, it's how many so acres you guys there. got? Uh, we only have seven. Seven. Yeah, but. but well, we got a lot of family back yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. We got family farms we're able to get out on and, you know, have That's, our fun. Is, is it Moundsville great. pretty – pretty? I mean, the whole state's pretty much a mountainous terrain. Yeah, it is. But it's mm-hmm. actually in the uh, Ohio Valley, so it's right along the, the river. I mean, we're literally a quarter mile away. I can see the Ohio River, the banks of the nice. cabins. Nice. Oh, wow. That's wow. cool. That's so very nice. Grew up in, the, up in the hills and fishing every day. And did, did you guys have – Growing up, just out of curiosity, because you know, having grown up in Virginia, we didn't see a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have a, a lot of turkeys around uh, Moundsville? Back in the early days, well, when I was growing up, we didn't. Yeah, but, see, kind but, of same but, thing with me in Virginia. I guess back in about the early '90s, they started uh, populating back again. Yeah. There, so yeah, I've, I've, now now there's a, a very large population. Have Have you ever been back to hunt them? I have not. I've gone back to deer hunt, but I haven't actually went turkey hunting back there. Yeah. But I, that's I, always been one of the things that I want to do, and literally because I, having grown up in Virginia and grown up around some of the rolling terrain of Virginia, and then also having hunted in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia, mm-hmm. I've always wanted to hunt turkeys in mm-hmm. mountainous terrain where you can hear that that echo of the uh, gobble down, down the holler, down yeah. the holler. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's got to be something that's just tremendous. Right. Always wanted to do that. You know. It, Kudos to NWTF, just real quick, because you think about what you just said. I mean, you're talking about two different states, and I grew up hunting and fishing here, mm-hmm. and and I didn't I didn't turkey hunt until I was 25, 26 years old because there were no turkeys here, right? Yeah. You know, um, and, until they they introduced them into Guana after I, you know, me, me, my family and I were out of there. But I mean, just just think about the populations that, that what they have done for the for the turkeys all all over the nation. Yeah, I you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. So I just wanted to throw that. They're, out. they're doing a tremendous job, and and still to this day, they're doing a tremendous job. So, 
So uh, tell us about the club, man. I know there's a lot of things that are going on there that are pretty exciting because when I was a member, and I was a member for six or seven years, I guess, mm-hmm. I had a great time going out there shooting. Right. Uh, well, uh, we uh, were absolutely growing like wildfire. Um, we, I took over as range officer about four years ago, and, you know, to be quite honest, it wasn't uh, the best of shape as far as the targets and, you yeah. know, the facilities. You know, it was kind of – not really popularized or, or updated too much. So I got in there and had the opportunity to change it around. And, you know, we put a lot of work and effort. Uh, you know, we're, we're a members-only club, uh, but we do have um, volunteers that come out there, and that's how everything gets done out there is through our volunteers, through our members. And uh, so we went ahead and tore out all those old targets that, that was just laying around that was really the only thing they had to shoot at. So you, right. and you can't blame them, but that's what it was. And you know, with the increase in memberships, we know where the memberships are buying targets, we're able to repair, repair the targets, replace them, and update the facilities and really make it nice. And it, it's just growing. We started out with about 150 members when I took over. Now we're a little over 500. Wow, wow. awesome. That's, wow, a big that's cool. Yeah, and that's paying members. That's not including the families. Right. So, I mean, you know, you bring people out here, people bring out their guests, and, you know, before they leave, they're ready to write that $65 check because they're like, and, that, and that's all it is. It's $65 for an annual membership. Well, actually, it's $60 for an individual, and it's $75 for a family. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't buy a bag target at Walmart for $60. <laughs> no, you can't. And, no. and here, you know, we're, we, we actually have about 60, 65 targets on a daily basis. You can come out there and shoot. Do you, are you, are you seeing, you know, because – we're all bow hunters, and and Kirk and I, I think we have the same magazines, bow hunter Peterson's bow mm-hmm. hunter magazines, and and probably the biggest increase that you see in, in bow hunting is women. Yeah. Oh yeah, you, you know, and I mean, there's there's so many women who are getting into in, into bow hunting now. Do you see an increase in your yeah, membership? Yeah, we we absolutely do. We uh we have a lot of women there. We have a lot of children. Uh, you know, when we put on these events, we have we have uh, you know the classes for the women specific. We yeah. have classes for the youth. Uh, we have a youth range available, um, you know, so the, the the membership is growing, and especially when you have the families, I yeah. mean, they're bringing out their five, six kids at a time, you know, mom and dad. <laughs> Slinging arrows. I tell you what, they're having a great time. Well, it's getting the kids outside, sure. too. No yes, question. absolutely. So, now, you I, know, Let's take a break and we come back and continue this conversation because, you know, I, I want to go right back to the family thing mm-hmm. because there's a there's a lot of – Parents, and we get this question all the time, how do I get my child involved mm-hmm. in, in hunting or the outdoors? And sometimes it's hard to find an answer. Well, sure. I mean, th- right. this is a great opportunity to talk about that. And then, you know, if, if there's some parents out there that have kids that have an interest in, in that type of thing, I mean, it's a great opportunity. We'll talk about that and more uh, less, uh, right after this break. And Gary, hang tight. When we come back, we'll also get your question right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Hey, if you need a piece of equipment, coastal equipment on New Kings Road and in McClenny, your home for Kubota, Gravely zero-turn mowers, hot seat pressure washers, and all the steer power equipment, all you got to do is go by there and and they're going to take good care of you. And they have a great parts department. Trust me, uh, responsive, quick, deliver it right to your house. Just talk to the folks at Coastal Equipment, and you'll be very, very pleasantly surprised at how they handle things when it comes to parts. All right, uh, real quick, let's go to the phone lines here and bring up Gary because we have a special guest here that we want to talk to, and that's Mr. Butch White, president of North Florida Archers. 
Uh, good morning, Garrett. Go ahead and fire away question. Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, I got a question. I mean, first, a couple things on a quick question, please. Kevin, I'm, I'm just excited because you got the old man Phil Mickelson and you got uh, Brooks Kepka. It's, it, whoever thought Phil Mickelson out on that tough course would be there. It's going to be fun to watch after, this weekend. What's, what's, the, what's the tournament? And, the PGA Championship. It, oh, okay. And number two, yep. number two, I'd just like to bring out that the, the for a little public service thing where, where the governor signed this uh, tax-free thing and there's going to be a lot of outdoor stuff like fishing stuff. It's going to be tax-free. There's going to be a tax-free weekend coming up. For those looking to buy the, that sort of type of stuff, if, if anyone may not have heard, I wanted to pass that along. Okay, I like tax free. Yeah, all right, yeah. tax free is good. And the my other question is, guys, is this true? I don't know if I had ever true. You got any of you guys know anything about it? I saw this thing about the ocean once where there, there's some fish that swim around that this poisonous plant that survive that would kill human beings that the fish thrive around? Is that an actual? I have no idea. Do you, Kevin? The the only thing that, that, that I can relate that to is the small fish eating coral and then the big fish eating the little fish, and that's what gives us cicatera. Right. Poisoning. Like if a barracuda eats a parrotfish. Right. That eats That's, coral off the reef. Now, now this, this, this was the plant that shoots off poison that the fish just swim around, you know? Uh, and uh, it, the, it, they, it, they said that it, would actually kill. It, it, that doesn't surprise me because the, think about, like, like man of wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, little, little fish get all around man of wars and stuff, and, and, and uh, that obviously it's really bad for humans. But I don't know of a plant that you're talking about that, that Well, I used kills. to scuba dive, and there's a, uh, there's a coral called fire coral. Yes, that will light your rear end up. Yes, if you touch it, I mean it'll it burns, stings, it'll hurt. I gotcha. Mean, All right, Gary, appreciate it. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, buddy. I did fire coral. What, is yeah, it, fire is coral. it like reddish? Um, I, no. I mean, it's I, it's different colors. Okay, you know. Yeah, but you don't you don't brush up against it. Now, and and dude, I'm I'm no diver, but right, just scuba diving. You know, or snorkeling mm-hmm. um, in, in the Keys yeah. for, for years with Mike Scanlon. And, and, and he's like, stay away from this. Don't let this hit you. Oh, yeah, don't touch yeah. it. Yeah, don't touch it. That's why a lot of people that dive nowadays, they wear those skins, mm-hmm. not wetsuits. It's like a leotard okay. that they wear. Just so that they don't have So they don't to touch, touch that stuff. Because you'll, you. you'll be swimming around down there looking at all the different sea fans and coral and wherever you're at. And then you'll just accidentally, if you're... If you're in a bathing suit, mm-hmm. that thing kind of crawls up your bathing suit and. Gzz, yeah, yeah, don't know. No, no, Hello. No. Have you ever? Uh, uh, I know back to butch. Have you ever been hit by a man of war? A Portuguese man of war? It's awful. Uh, I got hit by. I don't know if it wasn't. All I know is that I got stung one time by a jellyfish and it lit me up. Yeah. For two yeah. hours. I, and I'm sure Kirk probably had the same story. I had one when I was surfing. The wave broke. You know, you, you go through the wave, you know, okay. how you paddle through the yeah. wave. When yep. it broke, there was a, a whole man of war. And, you know, oh. their tentacles are 20, 25 feet. Yeah, uh, I didn't know. I didn't get stung by uh, that. Yeah, yeah. it went right on the back of my head all the way down. Oh. I mean, all the way down my entire body. Holy and, and you crap. Can't, and you can't get it off. I mean, no. it's like. It's, if you it, touch it, it makes it worse. Yeah, it's it was it was, What'd it you was do? terrible. Uh, went to the lifeguard station, and, and I think they have baking soda or something that they uh, Kirk, that they you ever gotten sm- smashed by Kate, one of them? Kate has, and I saw how it did her. I mean, she got it on top of her foot, and it tore her up. It's like somebody poured 
sulfuric acid on the skin. I mean, it just ate her skin. Yeah, mm. it, it, was, flamed it was. It was a week. Blistered. Week. Oh yeah, it was. It's, it was awful. Incredibly yep. painful. Yep. Mm. They ain't got none of them in West Virginia, do they? <laughs> well, well, nothing like that. Got snakes. <laughs> yeah. Got got a lot of snakes. Got yeah. snakes. <laughs> Folks, uh, that's Mr. Butch White, president of uh, North Florida Archers. And uh, next weekend, you guys got a pretty cool little event going on that uh, I don't want to say it's bringing the, the club into the into the spotlight a little bit, but it is kind of. I mean, this is yeah. an opportunity to maybe get something even bigger down the road. Absolutely, and that's, that's what the uh, the whole idea of this is. Uh, it, we're hosting a ASA state qualifier. It'd be the first one that we've hosted up here at North Florida Archers. It's, you know, it's one of the bigger shoots. Uh and you have to uh, do one of the qualifiers, obviously, to participate in the state championship for ASA, which will be down in Lakeland down here in the middle of July. Uh, so you got to come and do the qualifier. So we're, you know, we're hoping to bring in a pretty pretty close to about 100 people. So, I mean, that's that's what our goal is. And, and explain um, to people ASA, uh, because, yeah. you know, a lot of people, that I mean, we, we kind of take it for right. granted. Some people don't know. Yeah, uh, well, ASA, it's Archery Shooters Association, and it's a a large federation. It's probably one of the largest national federations. They Mm -hmm. do the pro-ams, and when you hear of, like, Levi Morgan and all these big-time McCarthy guys and shootings, they're ASA members. And Levi Morgan, Bowlife? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Got your shirt on. Yeah, you know, it is. is, You live the life, you know. It's it's what we do. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a, uh, a big event and we're hoping to have a big turnout. Uh, you know, we've had several big, um, uh, other, other events this year and it seems like we always get bad weather. So I'm hoping I'm not jinxing myself. So every <laughs> oh. time we have a big event, we've got rain, but we Long-term always, been able to, we always keep on shooting. You got to keep shooting, but you yeah. know, hopefully yeah. we're going to have a, have a good weather next weekend. Okay. So what do you shoot? Uh, well, I, I personally, I shoot compound and I also shoot traditional bows. Okay, I figured that. Yeah. Recurves, long bows, primitive bows. Uh, you know, we, we do both of these at the club. Uh, you have the opportunity to shoot the, uh, traditional, which what we call the, uh, the recurves and yep. long bows. And then, now, do you allow, uh, crossbows? Uh, no crossbows. Only because we're inside the city limits and right. they, they frown on that. We're actually located inside the middle of, uh, Tilly Fowler Park, which is a regional park. Uh, we were actually there before the park came there, so they kind of like bought the land around us. Right. So we actually are inside the city park, so we have to. We're actually part of the park system, unofficially, kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, yeah. But uh, so we have to go by their rules. So no crossbows, uh, but any any other kind of bows, you know, we're we're able to do. So when you when you go hunting, do you take? Longbow, or do you take cross uh, uh, compound? What I normally do is I take my compound, I put something on the tailgate, get something in the freezer, and then <laughs> I go and out you, there. And you pick okay. it up. All right. I, I, and, I like uh, that. Yeah. And, and even with, uh, you know, my compound, same thing, you know. I'll take the crossbow or the compound bow, get something out there. Right. Get something, make myself feel good. I now understand. the pressure's off. Tough pressure's off. Yep, there yep. Okay. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people that kind of have the same mindset. They, yeah. they, they, they they leave the truck and leave the bows on the tailgate yep. and take the gun. Take the gun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's right. No, and then right. they pick up the then, bow. Then pick up the bow. Yeah. <laughs> right. See, yeah. I'm bad. I'll take the, the 270 mag, but I want to shoot that bow. So yep. the bow is the first thing. Right. Yeah, Kirk, but, Kirk will be in the stand and have the gun and the bow. Yeah. I'm right. I know people that do that have done that. Yeah, I've done I mean, it. I've done it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's um, uh, the events that we have. We, we also do uh, ASA, which, which I said, uh, uh, 
already mentioned that. Then we have IBO. We do the International Bowers, uh, or, no, or International Bow Hunters Organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we also do the Southeast Regional for them, and we also do uh, TAS, which is Traditional Archery Society, and that's a big traditional yeah. uh, three day event. We host that. Uh, we also have our big time three day uh, rendezvous that we have in in April, and with that, the members can shoot uh, longbow. Um, recurves and primitive bows, all three classes. You're shooting for an accumulative score throughout the throughout the weekend to have an overall champion and champion in each individual division. So, like I said, we also have the divisions for the women and for the youth. So, you know, they're out there competing also. Yeah, you know, when when we come back, I want to go back to that kind of youth thing that we were talking about, and then uh, mm-hmm. and also touch back on on the shoot as far as access by the public, then maybe yeah. they want to come out and watch and, and things of that nature. But uh, let's take a break, and uh, we come back. We'll talk more with the president of North Florida Archers, Mr. Butch White, right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Kind of a fitting song, right? Saturday in the park. Uh-huh. Sure. What is, what's the next nice. item? Wish That's it was good. the 4th of July? Yeah, feeling like the 4th of feeling July. Feeling like the 4th of July? Well, today's feeling like wedding day. Wedding day. A wedding, wedding day. day. Oh, yeah. Really? Bells are ringing. Bells are ringing today. Ooh, Lord. Okay, would, ringing. I would have to think like, like, like April and May got to be the top two months for weddings, isn't it? June. Mm-hmm. You show up in a big truck nah, with June. big old super June? swampers. June. June. Yeah. Fuzzy dice. Absolutely. Golly. Give me, a, give me a big tire wedding. Big old number 10 <laughs> cans dragging behind there and long strings making all kind of nasty <laughs> noise. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah, bring, yeah bring, I do. Bring, 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 bring David Barron's Pathfinder up there with tire outlet, Absolutely. you know, with a big flag on it. And then, you, you, then after you get married, you got the tire outlet, that van. <laughs> yeah. And it says just married. With, you, the, with the cans. With the cans yeah, on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby. The reason we're saying that is that, hey, uh, Danny Smith from yeah. Tire Outlet is getting married today. Yeah. All right, yeah. Danny. Okay. Awesome. And he's yeah. taking such good care of us. Yes, we're fired is. up and happy for him. Got a little honeymoon going on after the wedding today. But if anybody knows Danny at Tire Outlet, shoot him a text. Absolutely. Send him a congratulations because today's a special day. Okay. Get married. Yeah, that's a cool thing. Congratulations. Congratulations. Wow. Yeah. So nice. See, I'm just thinking of him as the tire man, and now he's like the tire husband man. Yeah. I think the honeymoon is in Tennessee. Oh, oh, beautiful time oh, of year to go there. No doubt, man. Oh, it's yeah. going to be gorgeous. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so, sounds... Anyway, congratulations yeah. to Danny at Tire. Yeah, yeah, and if anybody needs anything tire-wise, go. Uh, call Danny after this week. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. He's on vacation. He's he, on his honeymoon. Yeah. There's a lot of other guys that work at Tire Outlet. Though. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, back in studio with Mr. President Butch White, uh, North Florida Archers. And then this weekend uh, coming up, you've got a, a big event. And the event that you're talking about, there's going to be a lot of shooters that are going to be participating. And there's a lot of people that are curious about bow competitions. And might, Can they come out and watch? Yeah. Absolutely. Does it cost anything? No, it costs absolutely What time? Nothing. What days? Yeah, we, um, well, there's any, any and all of our events are open to the public, so you don't have to be a member to come out and, and you know, enjoy and shoot and if you just if you want to participate or if you just want to come out and spectate you're any anybody at any time can come out and do that when we're having our events so i mean we have monthly events we have tuesday night shoots and all these are open to the public so you don't have to be a member to come in and and, and do any of that 
So uh, in all the events that we do have, uh, you know, you can come in and compete, obviously. Uh, that's what most people do. But you can also come out and shoot for fun. So, you know, there's no pressure. It's, you know, you, you take it how you want to do right. it. And, uh, you know, there's no, no pressure on you to come out there if you feel like, you know, you're not ready for the competition. You, you can just come out there and shoot for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah now, so, so the event next weekend starts mm-hmm. at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Yep, and uh, does it cost, if somebody wanted to just come and check it out and watch it, it costs any money for them no. to watch it? No, free. Okay. Yeah, it's free. They can come out and spectate. They can watch. They can see how, <laughs> how, how it's ran. And- have you ever been to one? To a, a competition? Yeah. No, I yeah, never I have. have. I have. Colton, and? I, the, the, the big place down in uh, Newberry. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, a state it, state it, facility. Yeah, yeah, which is near, 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 near is, Gainesville. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went down G- there. Gator Bowman, I believe, is what it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, some of my Mossy Oak guys uh, were in a competition one year. It was it a 3D uh-huh. or was it a target? No, it was 3D. Okay. And um, it was fun. It was it really, they really good. Watching those guys Really shoot. good. Whew. Yeah, right. because. How you, many shooters are you yeah. expecting for this 3D shoot? Uh, well, we're hoping to get pr- close to 100. I mean, 100. Yeah, that'd be yeah. strong now. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, typically we've been on our normal monthly shoots. We we range about 50, 55 people. Uh, Tuesday nights we normally have about thirty five guys show up and shoot that. Women, kids also, but uh, in our bigger events we normally have around seventy five, eighty. So we're hoping to push a hundred on this because this is a qualifier. A lot of people are chasing uh, points too. You know, trying to get shooter of the year for ASA also. And uh, this is one of the events they can get points. Now, during these shoots, do you limit the the weight of the arrows um, and o- only field tips? Uh, not not really. I know with ASA, there's a speed requirement uh, that you have to meet, or you have cannot exceed. So they do have you know they have regulations as far as that for speed for the different classes. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as your arrow weight, I don't think there's a, anything as far as a restriction on that. And just field tips, though. Yeah, just field tips. No broadheads. Nope. But uh, what we have at the club, now once you become a member, if you are a member of the club, we do provide uh, two elevated uh, broadhead tree stands that you can practice from. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, that is cool. So, yeah. That's the only place you can shoot the broadheads at the club. Uh, we have two big walk-around 16 target 3D uh, field ranges that you can walk walk through, and it's like a nature course, uh, like a length-style golf mm-hmm. course, basically. You, you go up, you shoot your target, you pick, pull it out of the target, and move on to the next That That's what I, when I was a member, that's what I used to love to do. Yeah. You yeah. walk through the course and shoot in the woods. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's all through the woods. It's a nice, nice way to get some, you know, relaxation and, mm-hmm. you know, meditation and get out and you know, yeah. enjoy the fresh air. And, uh, yeah, so we, uh, we also have a uh, 14-target field range where you're shooting spots, and uh, everything else is 3D targets. And we have uh, uh, bale shooting that go from 20 out to 100 yards. And it's a covered area. You know, you can go out there and shoot that's, as many yards. That's the best part. It's yeah. covered. Yeah. Yeah, so it's in the covered. summertime, it's hotter than blazes. Yeah. You're in the shade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got bow hangers, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And, and I, I want to – when – when I was there, the, there's always you know there's always some regulars that shoot a lot. Right, yeah, every day. And uh, and when I was out there, these guys and, and they're incredibly good. And one of the things that they always used to love to do, and Parker used to love to do this there in the summertime, you get these you know those big old grasshoppers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they got all the multi colors on it. When one of them got on the targets. Dude, here comes the arrows. <laughs> <laughs> Those big old green locusts. Yeah. Those locusts. Yeah. yeah. 
Shoot, yeah. And I, man, I tried and tried and tried, and I, I think I finally hit one that happened to be at like a twenty, at the twenty-five yard, right? You know, target. Right. And I was like, yes, I shot a grasshopper. <laughs> now, do you have like a special award or something like that? If somebody Robin Hood's a couple arrows and they bring them in the shop and they go, "Hey, look what I did, Butch." Uh, you know, they, most people just take that, and put that on their mantle. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know what? And after you do it two times, you're like, I hope I never do this again. I know. That's, that's, that's like, expensive. Yeah. yeah. You it's know, pretty the, pricey. The, the excitement is great for the first two or three seconds. Yeah, it's like, it, you know, it, it, wow, then, that's great. And then you're like, and then you realize, that, I just that, screwed that, that up two arrows. Like, yeah, that's that 50 bucks. Like 50 bucks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like. <laughs> Twenty dollars a shaft. Yeah, yes, like, man. yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, I, put, I, I, I did. I put the first one on on like my deer horns. Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. in the office, and the second one, man, I'm like, okay, this first deer has got to be okay. You know, the mm-hmm. one that went in. Yeah, trying to save. Trying it. to save. Right. <laughs> and sometimes you can get away with yeah, that. Sometimes you, can you can. It, yeah, sometimes you can. Yeah, but yeah. at least one of them's not going back home. Yeah, that's right. No, it's not. They yeah. they call it when you do that in in archery terms. They call it you you Robin Hooded it. Right. Yeah. So you know when you when you shoot one arrow and then you shoot another yep. arrow at the same target and you literally the the second arrow goes into the first arrow, which is which is if you think about it, it has to be. What perfect. are the odds? Yeah, yeah it's it like a million perfect. to one. Yeah, yeah. So I've done I've, it once. I've never done it. I've done it just once. I've done it. I've done it twice, and the second time it was like crap. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I didn't shoot enough to to be good at it to doing like that, but, but I, sh- I, I shoot a lot. I mean, as, as a matter of fact, I, I, I have to, to to put this out there. I took my bow to Rick Stinson at mm-hmm. Strike Zone because I thought, okay, it's it's May. It's mm-hmm. time, you know what I mean? That's this is smart. a great time to get stuff done. That's Went smart. in there, and he inspected it, and he goes, dude, you got a split limb. No and way. Like, really? Oh, crap. And he, and, he, and he knew exactly where to look. Um, a, a bow tech, he said, you know, this is kind of something that happens after. I've had it for five, six years, mm-hmm. you know. Um, called bow tech. And 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 literally, they 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 picked up the phone, talked to him, you know, sent him an email, sent him pictures. Um, they they gave me a, an REF number, and and I shipped it back to them. It cost me ninety bucks to ship it, and and they ship it back, and they 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 replaced everything. Wow! Yeah. So I, I just yeah, want to put that out there Bo-Tech's to to Botech man. That's yeah. yeah, that's 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 pretty damn cool for a bow that's yeah. that old, and and they 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 replaced everything. So mm-hmm. like basically, brand new bow for ninety bucks. Right. You know what, was, what kind of bow you shoot, Butch? Uh, I actually hunt with a Bowtech, and my uh, target bow for competition is Matthews. Matthews. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of odd. So, is that uh, allowable? I mean, you're allowed to like have the dual. Uh, oh yeah. You, you know, hey. <laughs> Yeah. Got to support hey. everybody. So. Hey, he's the president. He can do whatever he that's wants. Right. He's retired yeah. Air Force. He's bipartisan president. I yes, like that. That's right. He's uh, Botech uh, and Matthews. He's going across the aisle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he even mentioned crossbows earlier. So yeah. see, he, yeah. he does uh, everything. Hey, man. I do it all. It's, yeah, it's that's like, great. You pull a hamstring or whatever you call that muscle in your arm, like last year when I was going to Pennsylvania. You, you got a hamstring, hamstring in your I arm? I don't think you got a hamstring. <laughs> whatever you call that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, I bet Jeff's got part of the bicep. It is. bicep muscle. Have you ever done that? Uh, actually, I just went through shoulder surgery this last oh, year. Oh, hurts! I tweaked mine from shooting my. What'd you have too done? Uh, actually, I used Doctor Kaplan. I Did get, you? Yeah, I had to get five anchors in my in my labrum. Oh, and, oh uh, nice. Yeah, a little bit of a torn bicep, so I had to break out the crossbow. Good. So, you know, you can do that one hand. Ain't nothing yeah, wrong yeah, with yeah. that, man. I shot mine last year a lot. Yeah. Hey. Had to. Man, Cap- Kaplan's like it's uh, unreal. Yeah, He's yeah. staying in business. Unless yeah. you like you did with mine, you drop it <laughs> a couple times and you miss a, a huge bucket twenty five yards. Wow, Todd. 
So I'll never forget that. So if you got a hamstring in your arm, do you have a bicep in your leg? Yeah, yeah. why not? You and, know, you, and you yeah. walk with a limp. Yeah. You won't. You do not pull that bicep when you're running, Mister Gimpy. <laughs> Mister, what happened to you? I pulled my bicep. Jeez, we're right there above my knee. Oh man. Well, Butch, we appreciate yes, you coming in, so spending much, some Butch. time with us, and yeah. uh, and uh, and and you know, how do people? Join. Is there a yeah. number, a website that people right. can go to? Yeah, we, we actually have a website. It's uh, northfloridaarchers.org. Uh, you can go on there. We have a great website. It has all of our events, calendar of events. It uh, you know shows everything that we're doing out there, uh, past past shoot results, everything that, like that. Uh, and uh, you can sign up online. Uh, we have PayPal. You can go, uh, do a membership payment over. That's o- nice. Over the internet, yeah, mm-hmm. that's convenient. Yeah, it makes because before you used to have to you know do a hard copy, mail it in, or drop it at the box. Now, since we've gone to the PayPal system, that's what's really helped yeah. us build up our membership. Yeah, also. yeah. And it, it, they say for sixty bucks, if I can yeah. only get out there once a month. Yeah, still, uh, it's absolutely. Working, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, it's incredibly cheap because I mean yeah. the the facility is amazing. It is. And uh, in in the summertime, to go out there and people are like, oh, it's too hot, shoot. It's a covered shooting range. Correct. And then when you, I mean, put your bug spray on and then hit the 3D course in the woods, man, Correct. it's awesome. Yeah, and, we, you know, we actually do use the uh, mosquito control with the city, so they come out there and they spray. So, oh, you know, that's mosquito, very cool. Mosquitoes are controlled. Man, that's good. Um, and, you know, we do offer lessons also. So, uh, you know, we actually run a quarterly uh, you know, intro to archery class, uh, which we'll actually be having on June 5th. We'll be running one. So if you're interested in getting any kind of lessons or an intro, that's you're great. Really curious yeah, about that's, getting that's into great. it. Uh, you know, we talk about, uh, we have two certified instructors. So they'll, they'll start out with, uh, you know, the basics of, of uh, the history of archery and mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, start learning the fundamentals of shooting for compound and traditional bows, whatever you want to do. Uh, and that would be about an hour and a half class that they run. And then if you want to get into uh, individual lessons, you know, our, cert- our instructors will also provide you with that, too. Uh, you know, you can reach out to them. And their, their name and contact is on the website on the also website. for that. Yeah, I just went to the website just to let everybody know. Go to northflarchers.org. Okay. So, or if you just go to Google and type in yep. North Florida Archers. Archers. Yep. Uh, you're going to get. And we have a Facebook page too, which is huge, and it's current. And we keep that. We have a we have a great Facebook uh, person who who does that, Miss cool. Abby Williams, and she mm-hmm. does a great job. And so uh, everything we do, we keep up there, and uh, it's all current, and we get out as much information as we can. And you know, like I said, we're low cost, sixty dollars for an individual, seventy five for a family, and uh, you know, you can come out there and join it, dust to dawn. 365, as long as the park is open, you're able to get you're in. You're able to get in and shoot. You can come in and shoot. Awesome. Yep. Well, we appreciate you, you coming in. and It's great meeting absolutely. you. And, uh, and also, congratulations, because I, I just went to the website, and I'm looking at uh, 2021 Shooter of the Year Men's Recurve, Butch White, 710, second place, right? Yeah, right now. I'm still working on it. <laughs> hey, I'm using this shoulder as an excuse. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, why not? Right. Well, I don't I don't think Justin Connolly's liking your excuses yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Justin is a good shooter. I'm just going to say that right He's now. He's in first place. Yes, yeah. he is. <laughs> All right, yeah, thank yeah. you. Appreciate it. Yeah, get, and, that, uh, get that hamstring. And, uh, and best of luck next weekend with the shoot. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank right, you buddy. very much for having me. Mr. Butch White, folks, president of North Florida Archers, and if you want to – Become a member or check out the shoot. Uh, just go to northflarchers.org to learn more. 
Big uh, Florida Georgia ASA qualifier next weekend starts at uh, Saturday at 9 a.m. So if you want to go and check it out, doesn't cost you a dime. If you want to join membership out at North Florida Archers, go to the website. You can do a PayPal right there. And, uh, folks, uh, we come back right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. We're going to have an LV Hires, Inc. gear tip of the week. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the LV Hires, Inc. gear tip of the week. And LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants to job sites and businesses all across the southeast and uh, without interruption, even when you have panic buying. LV Hires, Inc. is there for you. <laughs> That's right. That was ah. crazy, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was, man. Come on. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so anyway... Um, uh, I, I was going to get sidetracked. I'm not going to do, do it. Don't get sidetracked. I'm not going to do it. Yes. Uh, LV Hires, Inc. can make sure that your bottom line is always taken care of. And if you have any equipment that you need taken care of, how and when it comes to handling the fuels and lubricants, they handle all that as well. Go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. This week's gear tip comes from, uh, and first of all, i got to say a, a big thank you to Captain Kirk and also to Chris Hong who is the account manager for a company by the name of Riger, and they have gill, rain jacket, and equipment, and that stuff is considered, Kirk, the best of the best. It really is, and and I've had two different types of their jackets. Uh, Kate gave me one for Father's Day, I want to say six or seven years ago. Yep. Uh, the unfortunate demise is when she went to strike zone to get it. The only color they had left was white. Yes. But I still have it. Yep. And I still wear it. And it's still incredibly uh, in good shape. And then recently uh, Chris contacted me and, and offered to. Yep. Uh, I, I, um, I had sent him an email as soon as I got home last Saturday. Man, I said, you know, thank you so much for, for the rain gear. And his response was, he said, he was kind of like apologizing because I didn't have any of the summer, the the, you know, the, the cooler rain gear, yeah. and I didn't even realize it. You know that that once I opened it up, it is it is kind of heavy. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, that, that's the winter time. Uh, yeah. In other words, yeah. what what we got yeah. from Gil, that's for the El Cheapo. That's right. <laughs> I tell you what, yeah. and it's exactly and I it's wore be mine money. three days this week. Oh, I don't doubt it. I, I had it. it on yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what we got was the we got the pro tournament tournament gear. Which has bib overalls and a jacket, mm-hmm. and the bibs are nice, man. Oh, I mean, really sweet. nice. Yep. I, I mean, I tried it on, and this definitely—it's definitely something for wintertime, colder, cooler weather, yep. I should say. Yep. And uh, but I look forward to getting a, yep. a new summertime rain suit because the one that I have—I mean, it's yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work so good anymore. No, 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 no. <laughs> no mine's mine's—you know, I, right, right here. Yeah, you know what I mean, right, right at your neck. Dude, mine is the whole way. Yeah, all the way down. Oh yeah, yeah. Mine, mine's the whole way. Absolutely. I don't know if you guys have worn yours, but I had to wear mine yesterday because it was raining uh, a couple times, and right. we had to run past the Danes Point Bridge to run in. The cool thing about this jacket, it's got it's fully taped seams, it's waterproof, it's got what they call a three layer fabric construction, and then it's got the retroreflective stripes on it so that you know it it shows from a distance if you're running at night or whatever else. But the, the thing that I thought was really cool, it's got a, what they call a vortex hood technology. So it's vented on the backside of it. So when you're running, 
in the wind, and you're, I always wear a baseball cap like you do, Kevin, mm-hmm. and you got that hood over your baseball cap. Right. It's got little vents on the back of the hood that allows the airstream oh, that's cool. to keep the hood from blowing off the top of your head. So it keeps the hood in place, which I thought was really cool. That's a quality product. It, and it's really, it's actually, as warm as it's been the last couple of days, it's not that hot. It, it, I talked to Chris about it. It's, it's not as hot as you'd think. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty breezy. Yeah, but when we get into the summertime, though, I mean, you're, you're going to want to have. Yeah, but you know, there are times different. I've been out offshore and you're running in in July and those big thunder boomers come up and that temperature will drop 20 degrees. I agree with that. And that rain that comes out of those clouds yeah, I agree. is freaking ice cold. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they talk about it. More people die of hypothermia in, in the summertime in That's Florida right. than, than they do in the wintertime. Yeah. so Because they're not prepared. For that kind of cold. I mean, you don't realize it. I mean, I've seen people get cold, cold. Oh, buddy. Yeah, I mean. So. That's your LV Hires Inc. Yep. Gear Tip of the Week. If uh, if you're looking at getting a rain suit, Gill is the name for quality. Yeah, and you okay. can just. G-I-L-L. You can just Google it online. And there's a couple of different places you can get it from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's great stuff. I mean, it's kind of in the industry of fishing. Uh, like the the shoes that we wear. What are they called again? The, uh, the tough boots. Extra tough. Extra, extra tough. tough. I yep. mean, extra tough is the name of quality when it comes to. I the, love those boots, and I love mine. I mean, I love. And them. Gil, I talked to Chris. Gil's going to make some some of those boots too. So I, hopefully we'll, uh, yeah, yeah. we'll get in on some of that. Yeah, too. they don't they don't make waders, do they? Um, I don't know. They okay. might. Who? Yeah. Gil? Gil? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I would imagine so. Yeah, because I'd love What are you that. looking for, a pair of uh, thighs or? No, I would do chest, chest waders. waders. Yeah, because if I go back up to North Carolina with Mark fly fishing, I need yeah, chest yeah, waders. Yeah. But I wear chest waders a lot um, in, in, the, in the pond yeah, when I'm working on the place, pond yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, I got my Gil, uh, what I call fall boots, fall winter boots, and they're higher up the calf. They're not, they're not full calf all the way you know, below the knee. But about midway up, so they're about another four or five inches above the extra tufts, and those are really comfortable. All right, well, let's so uh, they, let's go to the phone lines. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Mike, when you guys were talking about the the man of war, Mike's got a por- Portuguese man of war story for okay. us. Morning, Mike. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Uh, I appreciate your show. You you guys are awesome. Um, you brought back, I won't say fond memories of one, but I have a crazy one that happened to me at Bolano Beach. Okay. Back in 84 or 85 surfing that it was a really hard easterly. Yep. And I'm back then Bolano's bottom was pretty good and at high tide that was the place to go whether it was low tide at Anastasia or high tide at Bolano. Absolutely. Yep. You would you would swift swap, you know. Sure. Once once the tide came up at St. Augustine, you're like, hey, we're heading over Volano. Well, it was a beautiful day. Waves were pretty nice, pretty hard east, so it, you know, it was kind of choppy. Paddling out. Or even, like my first paddle out, felt this shocking pain in my right foot. And I'm like, holy crap, what's going on? I paddle back in. The, bal- the balloon part of the Portuguese man of war was attached to the top of my right foot. Oh, uh, brutal. Wow. They had, they had to call an ambulance cause I went into shock. Oof. Yeah. And then, you know, I was, I was coherent 
And people were like, yeah, get it off. They got it off me. They were rubbing sand. Someone said, oh, well, you're you're in in help. And I'm like, no one's paying all my foot, you know. (laughs) Ain't going to happen. What if that really works? Hot water. Hot I know that for a fact. Yep. Hot water, I, I, if you get stung by a catfish, a stingray, yep. or a jellyfish, hot as you can stand it will neutralize the pain. Yeah, so they called the ambulance. The ambulance came, checked me out, and, you know, got me kind of, you know, stable. Uh, I had a scar on my foot for a year. <laughs> but But there was one bonus to the story. About a month later, at Anastasia Beach, I was coming in from surfing, and there was a girl sitting by the by the water, and she goes, "Oh, are you the guy that had the Portuguese man war on your foot at Volano not so long ago?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "I saw that." Oh, well, how are you doing? Well, we started dating after that, so. <laughs> That's uh, that's good. So I, I I figured something. I didn't know how uh, that was going to come about, but uh-huh. yeah, very cool. Yeah, there there was a slight bright side to it. But <laughs> did you, you know? get, did you wind up getting stung by that too? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, anyway. I, I can't I can't tell stories like Lester, so I'm not even going to try uh, to compete with that guy. That's but, great. But, well, but hey, was guys, hey, just, Mike, was I'm, was that girl's name Billy Goat? Because then you're in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. No, I won't even go there with names. Yes. That was so long ago. Nah. I, yeah. I had to, yeah, I had to share it because when I heard it this morning, I was like, oh, man, I had like, y'all were talking about experiences. And they, and even the most minor experience is not a good experience. No, no, so, no, 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 no doubt. Thanks, buddy. But, hey, thank you. Guys, have a great day. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Mike. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Uh, we're due for a break, Chris. Yep. All right. We got to take a break, and then we got a birthday boy calling in. Oh, no. Yeah, I think we do. And we also have a guest. And we yes, have a special we have, we, guest we special coming guest. on here uh, with uh, FWC and the 2021 Boating Safety Week is coming up. So we're going to talk to them as well right here Can't on wait. the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Hey, if you're looking to make your man cave, your garage, or your back porch, or anything that has concrete into an absolute beautiful display of concrete shark coatings, it's the, the, the old school putting on the paint on the garage floor is so outdated and doesn't last. It don't, doesn't work. Don't waste your time. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't. doesn't work. No, it peels mine's, up, mine's chips. all peeled up. I might, yeah. be, I might be talking from experience. Yeah, me too. doesn't you, work. If you drive, if you take, and it's the two-part of PAX epoxy that we're talking about for a garage floor, if you put that stuff in a garage and you pull in with your your car and hot tires, the paint comes right up. Mm-hmm. I mean, so don't waste your time. Shark coatings is... 15-year guarantee, so much better than two-part epoxy. It lasts forever. I mean, it's tough as nails, and it looks really good. Trust me, I know. Check it out, folks. Uh, go to the homepage of our website, outdoorshow.com. Two S's back-to-back. Click on Shark Coatings or follow them on Facebook, and you can see directly some of their work. 
All right, welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Now we have a special guest from the FWC, and it's Mr. Brian Raywinkle from the Fish and Wildlife Commission. Good morning, Brian. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Sure. Uh, we got a we got a pr- pretty uh, special week coming up. It's yes, holiday we week, mm-hmm. and uh, and look, when that holiday rolls around every year, there's a lot of people that are on the water, and uh, so. Uh, the FWC is stressing boating safety. What uh, what can we tell people to be safe? Yeah, I you know it, there have been people out on the water for quite a while, and, and, and in Florida, and, and it can be a year round activity. But at this time of the year, it's something where people can focus a little more on safety. Is 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 you as you know. The water's been very busy over the past year, and <laughs> don't tell and, us. And it, <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm preaching to the choir. Yes, uh, but it, it's something that it's a good opportunity for people to pay attention uh, to paying attention. That's one of the messages. Uh, you, you, you've been out there before, where you've seen somebody who wasn't paying attention, but because you were paying attention you were able to avoid a, 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 an accident. And that's one of the messages for us. Uh, we, we always are talking about life jackets, finding a comfortable life jacket that you can wear all the time. And you mentioned the holiday weekend. And, you know, for, what a great place to get out on the water. But some people uh, take that a little too far on the alcohol side. And if you're going to get out on the water, enjoy yourself. Designate a sober operator uh, if there's going to be any alcohol on board at all, and, and enjoy yourself. Have fun, because that's what this is ultimately all about, is getting out there, whether it's fishing, cruising, whatever you're doing out on the water, enjoying. Yeah, I think that, you know, in particular, I've noticed over the last few years, you see a lot of folks that 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 don't prepare well that come out on a holiday weekend like number one they don't they don't look at their 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 watercraft before they leave the house mm-hmm. batteries are dead right cables are rusted um electronics not working effectively trailer axles not lubricated bearings all that kind of adds up to the, the to the end result of having a safe boating or excursion and then the other thing that i've noticed too is people aren't prepared to have uh, like you said, a designated driver. They're all piling in a boat. Everybody's got a case of beer or a cooler, oh. and somebody's got to be sober. Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen that too many times as a as a charter boat captain the last twenty four years, especially around the holidays, where people just get a little too overly excited and caught up in the moment and mm-hmm. fail to recognize that you really have a diminished capacity when you're operating a vessel. There, there are a lot more things going on in a boat, in my opinion than when you're driving an automobile. Sure. Sure. I mean, the one thing yeah. that we always talk about, Brian, is boats don't have brakes, you know? They, they do not, and the waterways don't have uh, markings uh, right. uh, on the on the water, those types of things. You're absolutely right. Paying attention is, is critical uh, when you're operating a boat. You, you you guys know that. You're taking customers out there, all those types of things. you got to pay attention. And as you said, you really have to be ready. I think probably all of the all of us have seen somebody beating on a, a cowling of an engine that wouldn't start. You mentioned sort of making sure you're ready before you get to the ramp. Uh, and, uh, you know, w- when you go out and you're not prepared, in my mind, 
it's just not as enjoyable because you're always worried about something or you probably should be worried about something if you haven't done any preparation at all. Well, and you see a lot of what I call packing. And <laughs> basically, you're packing the boats. You'll see a guy back down. Yep. He's got a 24-foot, and there's 10 people in that boat. Yeah. And, and honestly, I know from experience, they ain't got 10 life jackets. They just yeah. – it's just right. – it's a rare breed that prepares that for, far ahead. And you'll see them all pile in there, and they're all happy-go-lucky, and they're having a good time. Well, folks, if something happens, yeah. and it can happen in the blink of an eye – if you're not prepared, uh, you know people. Yeah. You have fatalities yeah. that occur. The 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 other thing, Brian, that that people and this is this. There's a great example. Yesterday, you know, I was launching the boat, and there was um, father son getting ready to launch their boat, and they had all their offshore rods, and they had like a 24 foot center console, and and I'm you know I'm, I'm saying what you know what are you guys doing? They're going oh we're going offshore. And I'm going have you looked at the weather? You know, yeah. have you, have you, if you just yeah. looked at it, it's, it's really nasty out there guys. And you got an outgoing tide, uh, you got an east breeze, that inlet is almost closed, you know, so just be careful. I mean, people just don't pay enough attention to what the wind is doing, what the tide is doing. And then, you know, the, the best thing we've talked about this, have some type of, of a radar on your phone. We have that technology now, you know, it's a simple yeah. app and, and, and yeah. keep, keep an eye on that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That that's absolutely critical. And and you know, I'll tell you something else about doing offshore uh, fishing. Uh, you know, it could be three miles, it could be ten miles, it could be fifteen miles. But technology is has allowed us to be more prepared than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. The family of emergency locator beacons, with the, you know the uh, the the personal locator beacon that you put on yourself. Obviously, there are EPERBs for boats. They're uh, making sure you have a marine radio. There are a variety of things that can be done and using technology. And these weren't necessarily available just a few years ago. That's right. Inflatable life jackets, all of these types of things. And so, like you said, if you're going to go off shore, if you're going to put yourself in a situation where we know the weather's going to change in Florida, uh, and having some idea of what the weather is, and letting somebody know where you're going yeah. when you're planning to come back. Uh, call it a float plan. Call it whatever, whatever you, you yep. want. But just let somebody know where you're going and when to expect you back. And if you're not back, you certainly, uh, you, if you run into some trouble, you sure would like other people to know that you need some help. Well, and, and, and part of two of, of safe boating is the critical awareness of 360-degree awareness. So when you're in a boat... Yeah. And you're riding, and I always tell people this, especially when I have diminished uh, weather conditions, you know, whether it's fog or it's rain or wind. it's wind yeah. that kind of distracts people. I always tell people, look, there there are five of us in the boat, so that's ten eyeballs. I need everybody to kind of look around and keep an eye on the other guy. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily you as a, as, a, as a driver that's being safe, but those people that you don't know – that aren't being so self-aware, you got to look out for the other guy when you're boating. Oh, that, that's and that's a great idea. Use the eyeballs, the extra eyeballs on the boat, uh, because you've got a lot of things going on. I mean, people forget with uh, GPS, with equipment, uh, you can get caught up in looking at equipment similar to the way you can, sure. uh, when you're dry, operating a, a vehicle, you can have some problems if you're not paying attention. And having extra eyeballs is always a great thing because, as you said, not everyone is paying attention, and you can avoid 
some issues by by you paying attention. As you said, it may not be you that's the problem, but you can prevent the problem if you're paying attention and, as you said, maintaining that 360-degree awareness. Well, and, you know, it's funny. We took a uh, – I took a uh, – uh, marine safety class, and I, I know we're coming up on a break, with the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, and we did a critical collision injury thing. Um, you know, Robert Holmquist and uh, Sergeant Mickey Metalli. And we actually went through a scenario, and it, it was kind of interesting for me because what they said is, look, label all your stuff in your boat right, with, with your name on it. So if something does happen, you can leave a trail of where the accident occurred. So it allows the, those people that might have to come rescue you, find you a li- little easier, you know. Uh, have a life ring that's easily a detached life ring. If you got a T-top, one of the things I did with my boat is I took my life ring and put Velcro strips, and I've got it Velcroed to the top of the T-top under the top. Which is a great idea. Yeah. And it's out of the way, and all you got to do is go up there and grab the rope, and when you pull real hard, that thing comes down. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a, those are great suggestions. And, and again, this is all about getting out and enjoying the water, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. doing it safely. Because as you know, the, the 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 goal is to be able to get out there tomorrow, the next day, and the next day, and the and the kind of preparation you're talking about. That's what this is about: is making sure you, your family, your friends are safe and are able to keep doing uh, the things that we enjoy doing and getting out on the water. That's right. Got a, got one more quick question here. This is from yes, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Harold, and, and I think it's a really good question. Harold wants to know about the uh, the kill switch lany- lanyard law. Yes, uh, it's a good question. Um, the uh, ECOS, uh, electronic cutoff switch, this is a federal law. Uh, this is not something that FWC is enforcing. Okay. Um, and uh, so it's, it's affecting certain boats. Uh, certain uh, lengths, and it's affecting those boats on waters that are subject to federal navigation. So, for example, uh, rivers offshore, um, you you would uh, you would you would need to do you need to follow that. Uh, but as I said, it's not something that we're enforcing. You can go to. Let me make sure I have the right address. Um, it's the office of. Uh, uh, of boating safety for the U.S. Coast Guard, and uh, I apologize. I had a URL and and I and I don't have it in front of me. But you can search the Office of Boating Safety for the U.S. Coast Guard, and they have a frequently asked questions a section okay. on there, and you can go down there and look at each of the requirements, which boats are uh, are impacted by this, and and as I said, this will be on federal. Uh, waters, I, I mentioned the offshore waters, uh, the rivers, that type of thing, but it's not going to be uh, impacting every waterway in Florida, and it's not something that local or state uh, law enforcement officers are going to be enforcing. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I actually, I, it's uh, uh, USCGBoating.org is the website, US Coast Guard Boating.org. And Thank if, you. Yeah, not not a problem, Brian. Uh, we appreciate you Th- coming on, you, and and, uh, and and most importantly, we appreciate everybody being safe and and people please listen to what we're talking about, so that uh, we all can live to have another great boating day. Thank I, you, Brian. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time, and and be safe out there, and enjoy the upcoming holiday. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian.
Take care. 641 if you want to give us a call right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show with Jeff Loggeman, Captain Kirk Waltz. I'm Captain Kevin Favor. We'll be right back. So I was talking to uh, Mr. Mark Helmet this week, Jeff, mm-hmm. and uh, we were obviously talking about Claude Nolan and some of the like really cool pre-owned vehicles, even trucks. And mm-hmm. I bought all my trucks from there. So that just just something to keep in mind, folks. If you're you know if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, great place to go, man. The the inspections and everything that they do to those vehicles uh, are, are amazing. And and here I haven't I haven't bought a truck. From there, a pre-owned truck with over seven thousand miles. Everything I've had, everything I've bought has been under seven thousand miles. Wow! You know, I mean, so you're basically talking about a, almost a, a brand new vehicle. Anyway, Claude Nolan Cadillac, right there on Southside Boulevard, just north of JTB. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines and bring up the birthday boy. It's a uh, Top Gun. Morning, Top Gun. So what? So uh, when's your birthday? Uh, I think I've already had it. I was on hold so long. <laughs> wow. No, wow. it's, uh, it's, uh, Wednesday. Well, we can put you back on hold, Tom. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good one. It's Wednesday. Hey, look here, Lester. Just get over it, all right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm not getting married, but I did stay at Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> okay, that's all right. Yeah. Hey, um, I heard you, uh, this is for Captain James T. Kirk. Mm. I heard him talking a couple of weeks ago about uh, somebody wanting a bathroom on his boat to go out on a charter. Mm. And you can't talk about that kind of stuff around me because I got to investigate. So I called a national portal company and uh, he can uh, have a four foot portalet with a door and everything weighs 70 pounds delivered down there to the ramp and uh the bad news is the rental for the day is 642 dollars oh that just covers the charter yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Whoa, the rentals how much 642 dollars tax included a day for real yes yes for that's a what they said a portageon yep. come that's on top gun on you hey wait 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 wait, wait. Top Gun, you need yes. to call around this week and shop that price. Yeah, because exactly. that's high. Okay. Yeah, I think. Well, I well, called. A, I called a national jo- uh, company because I didn't want to mess around. Well, but, you uh, you got probably got the BMW of toilets. Yeah, maybe. And by the but, way, uh, some of those now that they have, yeah, they're totally different than. Oh, the, some are really nice. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, got the hand asked, sanitizer in there, yeah. you know, a little pump, little yeah, water, water thing. Yeah, yeah. Got the urinal. Yeah, got the toilet. Got yeah. a fan in the it. Big, yeah. Yeah. big, roomy. Yeah, 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 yeah. wide. Yeah. It had all that. And I asked her if when they delivered it to the ramp for you, if they had some kind of a lift to put it on the back of the boat for you. I think it weighs 70 pounds. Um, but... Um, she must have been busy as crap because she never called me back. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, I happened to run across the bucket. That, you didn't even uh, give me an LTS baby. Yeah, so good. That 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 was um, looked a little bigger than a five-gallon bucket, a multi-purpose bucket mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that would be, uh, you know, a cool portable 
toilet if you put a seat on it because it was blue. And uh, down at the bottom on one side, it said Lowe's, which is good because you got to get low. And on the other side, it said do it right. So, I, and I call it multi, multi-purpose because that'd be a, also a good bucket for logs the next time he robs the blueberry farm. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Little, little Billy went to his dad and told him he needed $65 to... Uh, buy a new video game he wanted and his dad told him he didn't have $65. He'd have to come up with something else. So he went in his room and wrote a letter to God and asked God if he had an extra $65, would he send it to him? And he put his uh, return address on the envelope and he put God USA. And the mailman got it and thought it was kind of cute. So he forwarded it to the president of the United States. And, uh, President opens it up, looks at the letter and thinks it's cute, tells his secretary to send Billy $5. So Billy gets the envelope, opens it up, and pulls the $5 out, and he says, oh, cool. So he goes in his room to write a thank you letter to God, and he says, dear God, uh, thank you for the $5 you sent. That'll go a long way toward my uh, $65 game that I want to that I want to get. Um, he said, however, I did notice that for some reason that letter got rerouted through, uh, Washington, DC. And those crooks took $60 out of the envelope. That's great. I love it. That's great. That's good. That's good. I was, I was sitting there going, wait a minute. Uh, Billy wrote a letter and goes to the president's and he's, looking for $60. I mean, nowadays he probably would have gotten more than $60. (laughs) (laughs) $925 a week. That's right. Yeah. That's just the first installment. Sit on your butt. Yeah, exactly. Let me give you more, little little Billy. Yeah, that's true. Little Johnny. That's why why little Billy hasn't gone and bought the game yet. He's just waiting for more. You got to change it. Don't, 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 Top Gun, you got, you can't use that that it goes to the president's desk because, I mean, right now people are going, oh, hey, man, he's getting more than that if it gets on the president's desk. Just saying. So anyway. I think that was good, though. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go talk to Leon this morning here real quick. More Leon. See if you can beat that. You know, I'm a, I'm a, by the way, Leon, I'm a huge Benny Hill fan. <laughs> I am too, Jeff, and I was just saying, I missed that show. It was just great. And most people are going, what's Benny Hill? Oh, Benny Hill oh. was great. BBC, baby. Yeah, that's oh, right. Fantastic. Mm. It was I mean, great. Benny Hill's right up there with the Three Stooges, yep. Little Rascals. Mm-hmm. Benny Hill. I mean, all of those three. Like, But you know why uh, I picked this song for him and why this is his signature song? Why? It's because like over the years, I think about all the hijinks. <laughs> That you've been involved with, and the I drone. think about you. That's true. The drone. I think about you cruising around on that little jet ski, fishing offshore. <laughs> That's Benny Hill there right could, there. There could be a book written about me. It'd be a short book, but it'd be a funny book. <laughs> it'd be like a, a funny pamphlet. Leon, I can tell you, you have not lived a dull life so far, and that's a positive. I have some days, and even my girlfriend will agree. She says, I don't know how you make it through the day sometimes. <laughs> you know, I just, <laughs> honestly, it, it, you know, I'm one of those people that's fun just to sit back and watch. 
see what he's going to do next. Agreed. Yeah, lose your yeah. boat, you know, things like that. Huh? You, know? <laughs> you, wait, but, you didn't hear that story? Huh? I, at least I missed uh, you. Oh, you were out of town that week. Oh, was he really? <laughs> yeah, wait, wait a minute. Leon. Back the truck up. What? You lost your boat? <laughs> I didn't hear this one. This is, no, no, no. Don't tell Kurt because he's taught not not, not tying lessons, and I don't need to get berated by him right es- now. Essentially, <laughs> what, what happened, to give you the Nose version, Leon pulls up to the ramp and, and goes to assist another person. Right. Didn't tie being a pro- nice. Being nice. Yeah. I mean, being, being a gentleman. I yes. can see that. My wife thinks he's a true gentleman. Did not tie a proper knot. Next thing you know, he oh, turns no. around. There goes the boat with oh, the tide going oh. down the river. <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody says, uh, Leon, is that your boat? And Leon oh. says, yep. And he said that it was like the parting of the Red Sea. Yeah, Red Sea, <laughs> because because he started running down the dock, and there's people everywhere, and he's like, knock out of the way. <laughs> Uh, so yeah that's about the chest of it uh well yep. hey we've all been there man yes we have i've done it too yep yep there's no i've i've done it i've done it tw- well twice and i said one one time was a customer i tied think, it and then i still think the funniest one i ever saw and and i love larry to death but i'll never forget we were at the volano ramp the wind was howling out of the north and he dumped that boat in the water, and he had just finished showing me. His, remember that, Kevin? His yes, brand-new yes. tennis shoes, and they were brand-new. And I was going, dang, those are nice. And he goes, yeah, they're really comfortable, man. I really like them. And he does the typical thing. He likes to put that rope from the bow yep. onto his crank, and he just takes the boat, and he pushes it in the water and then twitches it and then drives it back Hits up. the brakes, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. drives it back up. And it up. shakes it off the trailer. Well, the rope came off the winch, <laughs> there and goes it the drifted boats. right across the Volano oh, Ramp Lord. Lagoon, yep. right into the puff mud. Yep. Oh, and he looks oh at, no. Oh, yeah, and he looks at me, and he's cussing up a storm. And he's like, God, oh, I can't, I can't. I said, I said, you want me to ease you over there? And he goes, yeah, can you? So he gets in my boat, and I take him over there, and he's got to get in the mud. Yeah. He had to. Going in, boy. Yep. And those, those shoes went from being brand new to not brand new. <laughs> uh, and you know, you, you near, by, by the way, you're not getting in the puff bud without shoes on. Because oh, no there's way. oysters underneath the really? oh, yeah. You'll yeah. end oh, yeah. up. Yeah, you'll he bleed out. You'll, he you'll slice up everything that you'll you bleed got. Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, hey Leon, yeah. we're going to take a break. We're going to put you back on the hole. We're going to come back with you. Is that yeah. cool? Because Chris is like in our ear. Gotta take a break. Gotta take a break. Gotta take a break. Don't go anywhere, Leon. All right, don't go anywhere, Leon. Uh, Folks, you're listening to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And don't forget, if you got a little piece of waterfront heaven, want to make it even better, docks, bulkheads, boathouses, boat lifts, everything, C&H Marine Construction can handle it. Got a little honeydew list that's piling up, <laughs> and you're not exactly the honeydew do type of guy. That'd be me. Yeah. All you gotta do is call Handyman Travis. That's right. 904 510 4020. So, an easy way to remember it 5 10 4020. 10 4020. 5 10 4020. Call Travis. Yeah, 5 10 4020. I just remembered it. Next hour, I got a funny story about Travis. So. It has to do with the show from last week, too. So, anyway, All right, well, let's next, go next hour. Back to Leon. And uh, so, Leon, how's the, how's the week been of fishing for you? Have you been out on the water? I've been out every day. And with these strong winds and dirty water, while I've been successful, the 
first thing I've been telling my clients when they get in the boat. I said, listen, this fishing trip today will be a marathon, not a race. It's not how we start. It's how we finish. And we've been finishing strong after four hours. But by God, you have to work and you have to count on every single bite. I'm, I tell them they have to focus. Absolutely. But give me 100% focus for four hours because every bite is going to count today. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way it's been. Quality fish have been caught. It's just not numbers. And and I'm they're, they're taking fish home every single day. It's just, hey, remember those two fish you missed earlier in the trip? Well, that was the difference between a good trip and a great trip. Mm-hmm. So it's just the way it's been. You're working hard, Jeff, every minute of that charter. Well, I was going to make a suggestion, Leon. If you ever have, you know, some like, like Kirk did, you know, somebody cancels on you, I'm right up the yes, street. Sir. Just holler at me. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, Jeff, I had a cancellation of trips paid for. I need somebody to go. <laughs> I'm your Huckleberry. There's, yeah. there's the key. The trip's paid for. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Leon wants to go anyway. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go be a boat hoe. No, no. Yeah. Right up street. Hey. I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah, I mean, I'm your Huckleberry. Hey, look, uh, tra- Travis Tabor knows. But if I if, I, if if he gets a phone call from me at 7 o'clock in the morning, it, it, Travis, will, he will be there in 20 oh, yeah. minutes. I, I promise oh, yeah. you. Yep. Yeah. And they're done that. Absolutely, there. Especially come tarpon season time, oh, people will actually just almost reset the clock. They'll be there so fast to take up the spot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, there's, there's no question. If it's right, and you know it's going to be right, and somebody cancels, yeah, uh, it's it, that's a pretty easy backup plan. All right, so I got a question for you, Leon. This is just out of curiosity because we had. Uh, Butch White in here earlier, president of North Florida Archery Club, and he was okay. actually telling me that he went by Krispy Kreme, and uh, he and he, they weren't open. Huh? Yeah, I mean, what? How in the world? I mean, Krispy Kreme not open yet. Don't I have mean, staff. I mean, hell, lack right? of employees. Don't have a staff. Okay, so it begs the question: If you have a choice between a Krispy Kreme donut, okay, and they're not hot, okay, just regular crispy cream donut or a dunkin donut glazed donut which one are you going wow, for wow that's a tough question oh, that's not even a question i i'm that's all gotta, that's, with the crack house i'm going to the crispy cream yeah me too preach on got yeah you crispy yeah. cream yeah. oh 100 oh, yeah. percent. really Absolutely. listen i look at it this way for or, me for me if i'm eating one of those it's probably going to kill me so for a last meal <laughs> Krispy Kreme. Right. I'm definitely going Krispy right. Kreme. But, or, but can I throw in the donut shop? There you go. The donut shop. Oh, not even close. Donut shop. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's I mean, upscale. Yeah, that's upscale. That's like the Ruth Chris of donut that's shops. That's right. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Lester. Yeah. I'm, I'm 49. <laughs> and, uh, Kurt, I, I'm 49, and I know for a fact that I've been eating at the donut shop for 45 years. How about uh, that? My, wow. parents, my parents have, were taking me up there in a 1928 Model A, and I'm sitting in the rumble seat. I still remember going up University Boulevard to the Town and Country Shopping Center to get my my uh, my uh, donut shop donuts. I <laughs> absolutely remember that. That, that is awesome. In fact, uh, you, you bring up another point there when you talk about an old car. We're, we're in studio, and the Meekum Auto Auction is mm-hmm. on the TV for whatever it's what whatever station it was on. It's what it on is what it was on when we walked in here. We didn't change yeah. it. Yeah, we don't pick those. No, we don't pick the – we don't should turn it on whatever channel we want. channel is what it should be on. But 
man, the old classic cars like that. I man, that stuff is cool to see. And, and, but there's, I love, but there's love a lot of stuff on, on this auction, Leon, like a 1989 Ford pickup truck. You know, you just don't think about them being classics. But, no, but forty grand. They were asking grand. for that, Leon. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, they had a they had a classic uh, Bronco, the 1970 Bronco, which was the old oh. body style in yes, mint condition. Yep. What did it go for? Did you see? I would say it was like forty, fifty-two. Oh no, it had to be more than that. Maybe it was sixty. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, cool the, stuff. The uh, reason why I called this morning, I just, you know, earlier you were talking about having your boat ready, having your trailer ready, so on and so forth, before you get out on that water, and giving good safety tips. You know, the number one tip I just wanted to say to folks is, before we get out there, check your battery. Yep. Check your battery terminals. Check your water level. There's nothing worse than seeing somebody back down the trailer and they're not able to get their trim down. Why? Because the battery's dead or they have a loose terminal and you get that click, that dreaded click sound. Mm -hmm. And then they're sitting there and then they brain fart and then they start to try and self-diagnose it on the ramp, (laughs) which is a huge faux pas. Like like they can self-diagnose it anyway. Like like they're going to be able to fix it. Well, Palm Valley's a one-boat ramp. I know. You know, so yeah, it's not like Mayport it, where you can right. launch eight boats right. at once. Uh-uh. Right. Right. And as we know, especially for Yamahas, these boats have to have X amount of voltage. They'll turn over, but they won't fire until they have X amount of voltage. So check your battery power. You know, hey, if, if your battery's getting up in age, two, three, four years old, you're running on time at that point, mm-hmm. especially with a boat battery. Yep. And Distilled water, that's very important. Run distilled water in your batteries. That'll provide longer life for your batteries. You know, and, and, and what, what people don't realize, Leon, is that whenever you shut the key off and you've got a radio running, you've got a VHF, you've got a, a bottom recorder, you've got live wells, you've got all of this stuff that's running off of these batteries. You know, it's not like, it's not like your car. You never shut your car off, you know, and, 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 and turn your radio on. You know, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. But with, when, when you do that with a boat, it, it kills those batteries. Absolutely kills them. Yes, it does. I so. saw the craziest thing. We got to take a break. I know we got to yep. take a break. A guy pull up to the ramp yesterday and fire up his boat sitting on the trailer. I have seen and that. And ran it almost wide open for, I don't know, 60 seconds. It's the worst thing in the world you could do. Oh, I, I, saw, a guy, I saw a guy blow his engine one day. Two-stroke. This is yeah. a two-stroke motor. Look, Jeff, Jeff, he left it on for so long, had his buddy back him up, and it had it was totally overheating. Backed it up with it still on, and when it hit the water, it it, it, <laughs> and it went whoop. That was it. Gone. Gone. Locked, Locked up. up. Locked up. Ah, yep. Not good. Yep. Thanks, Leon. Always a pleasure, guys. You have a great morning. Yep, you too. All right, folks. Uh, hey, look, if you're looking for a little vacation this summer, no better place to do it than to time it up for scallop season. Steenhatchee River Club, the reservations are going to be. Oh, it's going to be good. You better get them now. Absolutely. Give them a call at 352-498-3222 for Steenhatchee River Club. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. And Ring Power and the Cat Rental Store has the youngest fleet in the industry and probably one of the most diverse that there is in the industry because you can get anything you need, any piece of equipment, 
and it doesn't necessarily have to be a piece of equipment that you drive. It can be light towers, generators, you name it. They supply it. Bulldozers, excavators, backhoes, skid steers, piece of equipment for everything that you could possibly need at Ring Power in the Cat Rental Store. This week's tip, well, we've had a little bit of wind, and it's getting ready <laughs> yeah. to subside. So, folks, uh, it's time to get ready. Well, and, and, you know, obviously we had Paul Dozier on last week, and we talked about the old uh, old school Kingfish tournament coming up on, on June 10th. And, Kirk, I don't know about you, but I, I, I literally, this is the latest. I, I don't have my downrigger on the boat yet. Oh, really? Wow. You know, I mean, you guys have, have, have done a little more kingfishing than, than, than we have. Yeah. But just like we talk about everything else, I mean, I got my downriggers out, and one of them was locked up. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because they have, a, a you know, a lot of washers, a lot of gears in them. And so took it over to neighbor Joe, and we took it apart and, 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 and got it fixed. You know, and then one of them had a broken handle. He made me a new handle. Mm-hmm. But just, just things like that that you got to start thinking about right now because there's things on the boat that you uh, – sea anchor. What, whatever you use for a sea anchor, you know, the, you got there the first time and you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. You know, I don't have a sea anchor. You know, you know kingfish rigs. I mean, make sure you've got something to fish with. Um, you, you know, check, check your fluorocarbon. Check your main line. Extra, uh, extra uh, downrigger uh, clips. Uh, extra downrigger clips. Because exactly. you know something's going. You're going to lose one or lose a ball. Yeah, and 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 the 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 other that I put on there is is when you talk about the downrigger clips, check the downrigger clip that's on your downrigger ball right now because if it's been sitting up all winter, there's a chance that it's just stiff and mm-hmm. it won't open up. Yep. You know, uh, and it, it may be done. You may have to replace that. So just just get ready. I mean, it's, it's coming. I think this this week's weather. Is going to let us get offshore, and and uh, we all, you know, all of us. Uh, uh, there's going to be a bunch of us fishing, you know, old school. So you better start trying to find some fish. Mm-hmm. So there That's you go. There's Ring Power ring. Cat Tip of the Week. Yep. Go to ringpower.com to learn more. All right, let's go to the phone line. Speaking of getting ready to go fishing, uh, Brian wants to talk a little offshore fishing. Morning, Brian. What's up, fellas? Morning, buddy. Hey, Brian. Hey, thank you for the wahoo and the, and the dolphin the last dolphin. weekend. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll have some more for you next week. We okay. uh, we're going to go tomorrow. Are you going to try? Uh, to make- we we'll be yeah. your Huckleberry. <laughs> <That's right. Yeah. laughs> Hands raised. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready to go rig some baits now. We got the uh, Amelia Island Blue Water Tournament. We uh, got, of course, got postponed last week. So uh, tomorrow looks fishable. I think it's going to be a big lazy swell, but at least there's no wind on top of it. So uh, we we got a good number of boats to come out and. Uh, I think we're going to have some good fishing, especially with that east wind that's been blowing for probably, what, four or five days now. Yeah, in, at in, least. Uh, and you know what, Brian? It's, it's, it, I've got a, an offshore trip on Monday, and you know my guys obviously texted me and going, hey, what do you expect? I, we have no idea. Yeah. I mean, right. it's, it, you know, it's, it, for 10 days, it's been blowing. Um, so just like with you guys, when you, I mean, you have no idea where the temperature break is or anything, you know? I ran out there yeah, yesterday, no. and it was – it was bumpy. It's disorganized. It's confused because you've had north northeast wind. Then it blew east. Then it went southeast. Uh, it's a very confused sea out there right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, the good thing is that the wind's supposed to stop blowing probably around two, three o'clock today, and then all day tomorrow it's like one, two knots here and there. So, right. Yeah. Um, hope you know. Hopefully, you know. Like I said, just take. We'll take it easy going out and. Uh, hopefully get on them. You know, I know Monday some of the boys got out there and fished and and did real good. I know Robert Simon uh, running the Jody Lynn now, which is so hard for me to bear because he used to fish with us when he was six years old. Yeah. Um, had had a sixty pound dolphin and uh, three or four others in the uh, thirty to thirty five pound uh, range. Sixty. So, uh, 
sixty pound dolphin. That's a Poof. big boy there, yeah. dude. That's, that's stud. That is that's an amazing. What's the biggest one you ever caught, Brian? Fifty-seven. Wow, that's a big one too. Mm, that's but a still, monster. Sixty man. That's woof. That's yeah. That's that's a, that, that, that's a pig pig over here. I know my cousin got one over in Costa Rica that was seventy-four. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's 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 incredible. Well, okay, so tournament tomorrow, real quick. What um, is it? A dolphin tournament? You uh, is it a it, points it's a blue tournament? water tournament? Okay, okay, yeah, it's a blue water tournament. So it's a point tournament. So your billfish are going to be catch a marlin. It's going to be three fifty. If you catch sailfish, it's going to be one fifty, and then it's going to be a point per pound for dolphin, wahoo, and tuna, and you can weigh in two of each species. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, good luck, buddy. Be careful. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank yeah. you, Brian. Uh, right, do we, are we going to well, – should we make them wait a little bit? No. No, no. don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. Lester. <laughs> hey, you are. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, How you doing? Uh, Lester, we got to take a break. Love you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Really? Really? <laughs> no, he's just kidding. Goodbye. <laughs> That's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Last week, man, I, I even started laughing after I got off the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh at yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing at myself on the delay. I was like, that shot out. <laughs> okay, so, so I, I got a question for you guys, all of y'all. The uh, Florida record whiting was broke this week. Really? really? Yep. Wow. Yep, yep, yep. So what do you think the old record was? Real quick, Jeff, what do you think record whiting? Five pounds? Right, Kurt? Four and a half pounds. Lester? I'd say uh, about four and three quarters. Okay, the old record was 2.1. Wow. Really? Yeah, the old record. Yep, the old record was 2.1. What do you think the new record is? (laughs) 3.1. Three and a half. Uh, I'll go with (laughs) (laughs) 3.5. Really? Yeah. Two tenths of a pound more. Yep. All right. Yep. This is uh, it, it, William Joseph Peckman caught the Gulf Kingfish Whiting of a lifetime on April 18th while fishing off Pensacola. Uh, his 2.4 pound catch beat out the previous Florida saltwater fishing record of 2.1 pounds. How long is that? How, how long of a fish? Yeah. I don't know, buddy. How long? Probably not that long. Yeah. And and the, the one thing that uh, that I that. It just said in here that caught my eye. It says Gulf Kingfish. Yeah, because there's a couple different kinds. Yeah, yeah. Which well, I it, couldn't tell then, you the but, difference. But then in parentheses it says whiting. Do you think well, you've I caught think... a whiting over over two pounds? I don't know. I mean, I, I've caught I've some big ones, but I've, I've caught some big ones, but I've never weighed them. Yeah, and I know exactly. Me too. So, so I, I tell you, man, gr- growing up there as a boy, you know, we'd go to St. George Island on on the weekdays, you know, and our moms would take off, our moms would take us, you know, just different times. I've caught some studs on St. George Island growing up. Well, that's 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 Georgia, right? No, it's oh. south of Tallahassee. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, the the Gulf Coast. Okay, okay. Yeah, the Gulf yep, Coast. Yep, 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 yep. I got you. Yeah, St. George Island, Appalachia, all that right. Carabelle, all right in there. But uh, I've caught some big ones there, Jeff. And you hear Leon and all of them talk about that. I tell you, Jeff, you want to take uh, Taylor to a place that is is magnificent surf fishing? Go to St. George Island. Yeah, we've heard that. Okay. We, we've we've heard that from Brother, from numerous people. When I grew up, I mean, it was just condos, and we had one, uh, you know, like a all store where you got bait, everything, beer. I, you know, I was the only store on the island, and man, 
It was epic. And then uh, Bobby Bowden actually owns the uh, west end of the island and turned it into a state park, but you can still go down to the cut and fish for rip. But the main beach, that's where you want to go. And now, man, it's it's upscale now, you know, like everything else. Yeah. You can do anything on the island now. Hmm. But yeah. uh, anyway. All right, buddy. Y'all have a good day, guys. Thanks, Lester. I, right, just, Lester. Want see, see, I just want to see if I got cut off. Oh, you're day. cutting you off see now. You. Thanks, Lester. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we come back. Rick is going to be first up. Uh, he's got uh, – I mentioned the try before you buy. I'm going to do on Monday. Okay, okay, yeah. Rick, Rick's got a comment about that. Sure. So we're going to find out. Because he's a kayak guy. Yeah, I, hope, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. We're going to find out right here on the uh, Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Welcome back to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. And uh, folks, uh, don't forget, if you want the best price guarantee, the Nimnik family dealership, Chevrolet on Cassett, and Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway, where you always get treated as an outstanding customer. Go to Nimnik.com to check out all the deals and the inventory that they have. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Hey, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on a second, because we didn't. We ran out of time during the break. So your dad had a 1967 Corvette Stingray convertible with a 427 and a manual yeah. transmission. Yeah, four on the floor. And then my, which by the way is one of the meanest cars ever, by far. And the reason we're talking about this, we, uh, just Car- one I'm just popped Car- up. Carrie's dad had one. Grandpa Jimmy, can you imagine? Uh, they'll, beautiful. Yeah. They'll legit snap your neck. I'll, yeah. I'll never forget because as a kid, my dad was always into cars, and uh, you know we had you know, he had cars, we had motorcycles. I mean we we had toys. You know my dad liked toys. And uh, so when I was a kid, and if you guys remember back in the 70s that you had a gas crisis where mm-hmm. people were you know, waiting in line to get gas, well, my dad at the time had like a 70s Corvette. And it was mm-hmm. a, like, a, I don't remember exactly what year, maybe 71, 72, but it, obviously it was a much less desirable car if you compare it to a 67 nowadays. Mm-hmm. But back then it was the new Corvette. And so this guy that he knew had the 67, and he traded, this is crazy, he traded my dad even, even Steven, cars. So my dad got the 67, which is worth 100 times what that 70s Corvette is worth now. Yeah, those those are a hogs. And I'll never forget it. It was a 67 Corvette Stingray. It was metallic green. Oh. It had a white top. It had wow. side pipes. It had fifties on the back, seventies on the front, and that Joker would fly. Oh, Ugh. oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it it would legitimately kill fly. you. Why? Yeah. And I'll I'll never forget as a kid that sitting in his lap. Yeah. And I'm driving, and he is on it, and I'm going, that's Luna. <laughs> hey, I just looked up the IGFA world record of they call them kingfish mm. whiting. So they call it, it's called a Southern Kingfish. So off of Hatteras Island, North Carolina, angler Brett Jordan from Florence, South Carolina, caught a Southern Kingfish or whiting that was 20 inches in length and 11 inches in girth. Good gosh. It weighed three pounds, one ounce. That's, That's a big like fish. a, it's a cinder block. Yeah. But only 20 inches long. 
I know. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Rick wants to chime in about my tripe before you buy. Good morning, Rick. Hey, good morning. Man, you start talking about Corvettes and kayaks go out the window. But uh, um, <laughs> only the only car I've ever driven that scared me was a 57 Fuley Corvette that was so fast, it literally felt like you were going to lose control coming out of second gear. But um, So I was a kayak guy. I started with a Hobie Mirage, which is one of those self-propelled, you know, cool little fin systems that propel you through the water. Um, and then I went to a two-place um, trolling motor, you know, I had a 12-volt trolling motor on the back yep. because you could hunt out of it. I used to hunt out of it with in Guana. So my advice is, number one, make sure you can stand up in it because you're not going to sit when you're fishing all the time. So mm-hmm. um, I could stand and shoot out of that two-place kayak that I had. Um, also, since you're going to demo them, bring a fishing rod with you okay. and see the, you know, just how you feel in that kayak. Make sure there's place to store stuff. But make sure you can stand up and, and you know, put a big uh, spinner on the end of it that's going to give you some resistance when you're pulling it in just to feel like you're fighting a fish and feel your stability and your weight. Because it's a core-level workout when you're standing up fishing in a kayak. Um, I went to a paddleboard a few years ago, mainly because I, I throw a fly rod a lot, and the stability of the paddleboard is a little better than a kayak, in my opinion. Of course, you're, you're paddling it, not uh, – you don't have a battery pushing you around, but uh, either way, I mean it's great. You can get in skinny water, um, so have fun with it, man. Yeah, I'm, I appreciate that, Rick. I'm looking forward to it, and and the other side benefit is that little pedal drive may get a little exercise while you're doing it. Sure, you know, I agree. Yeah, paddling in. Yep. Do you, you want to? <laughs> you want to exercise? Or you want to fish, Jeff? <laughs> I want both, man. <laughs> Low impact aerobics. I'm looking to do both. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm with well, you, hey, Rick. I can multitask now. Come on. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can you drink beer when you're pedaling your kayak? Absolutely. Give me that little hard baseball helmet, put a beer on each side, and have straws. <laughs> Hell, yeah. I can do I it, man. I want to see that picture. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Hey, um, three weeks from now, I'm going to be on my dream fly fishing trip. I'll be fishing uh, next on that Saturday in Coeur d'Alene, I, uh, Idaho, on a wade trip. So if I'm still on the water, I'll call in live. Um and then we're going down to Jackson Hole, and we're fishing the Snake River. Oh, that's nice. River, and, then a wake trip. and then we're going to Park City, Utah, and I'll fish the lower Provo. What? And then there's a little, there's a little, well, big year for me. 35 years ago, I got my Navy wings, and I've been married 35 years. Good and, uh, for you. That 10-day block, it, it hits in the same, on the same deal. So we're gone for like 12 days. And nice. luckily, Mama likes to fly fish, too. Uh, you earned that. Good for you, man. Yeah, man. Thanks, Rick. Yeah. It'll be fun. Y'all have a good day. See you too. See Very ya. cool. They're living the dream right now. No there, doubt, man. man. Oh, yeah. Ah. Shoot. You've been to Jackson Hole, right? Never. Oh, my, my God. My wife's been to Detons. Jackson Hole. My daughter's been to Jackson Hole, but they went on a fall trip wow. with the in-laws I with the when I had football stuff. I was I was young, but, man, I, I won't forget it. It was. I want to go I want to go back, place, and we're, we're talking about going back. Yeah. And because I, what I want to do is make a trip to Jackson Hole – Go to Montana, yeah. do kind of like a summertime trip. Yeah, to, you know, to some of those places that you can get out west. Hey, I want to do hey, the fall and go hunting. I know, I know we need to take a break, of course. But, but during River. during the break, we have a little voting to do. Yes, we need to pick a winner. Yeah, we've got to pick yeah. a winner for pick a winner. Yeah, for the entry fee to Old City or Old City for the old school old, old, old Kingfish school. Shootout. Yeah. We we put a post up last week and said post your best picture, and we were going to pick a winner. 
out of all of the submissions that, and we got a lot of them. And we thank everybody for you know all putting in their picture. And we have one that we have all agreed on. In mm-hmm. fact, we all kind of came to the conclusion individually that that was our favorite picture. Yes. And just for the record, if anybody gets mad, I was not a part of it. Uh, no, Chris was not I a was part of not it. Not a part of it. But he backed it up. He likes the picture too. I, you know what? That's a lie. That's a ball face <laughs> lie. I don't even know what picture you're talking about. <laughs> so if you got a problem with it, call Chris. You are <laughs> so full of crap. Six for one, ten two. That's right. <laughs> uh, should could, could, do you want to go ahead and reveal it now, or should we? No, let's take a break. No, we take a break. Yeah, yeah, Let's take a break. And just kind of a reminder for folks: if you you know if you've got a boat in boat storage, mm-hmm. right, or like you've got one on the dock and you don't know what you're going to do with your trailer, or if it's at your cousin's house and he's like, "Hey, dude, you need to do something with your trailer." Stack them storage. They'll come get your trailer. They'll take it, put it in dry storage, do a five point inspection, make sure everything's cool. Whenever you need it back, they'll deliver it back to you wherever you want it, right there at stackmstorage.com. 641-1010. Give us a call right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Outdoor Show. And uh, got to thank... Mr. Paul Dozier mm-hmm. for our Kirby Co. Cooking Tip of the Week. Because, yes. and it's, you know how some things just come together? And by the way, I have a really good cooking tip next week. Okay. Okay, so we're, we're done for we're next week. We're good for that? Yes. All right, but uh, for this week's Kirby Co. Cooking Tip of the Week, and Kirby Co. Builders, industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior, finishing on both commercial and residential products, go to kirbycobuilders.com to learn more. Captain Kirk, thank you very much for the fish dip last week. You're welcome. Outstanding. Yummy. When's the next batch coming? As soon as we get back offshore again, pop some of these doggone kingfish. I'm going to smoke a couple. Man, come on, come on. I'm going to tell you, his kingfish dip is it's, outstanding. It's, but that wasn't kingfish, was it, this past week? Uh, no, that, no, that was kingfish. Yeah, that was kingfish. Trout, we, the, 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 the time before, before was week trout. Before that was trout. Which was oh. fantastic, too. I don't know which one was better, the trout or the kingfish. They were both I was really good. surprised how good the trout was. It I, turned out pretty good. I was. I, I mean, I like. I've trout. never done that before. Right. So. Kingfish is a little fishier yeah. than trout. I like it a little yeah, fishy. Yeah, but it's Me a too. good fishy. Me too. I, I, I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm okay. Well, I like that. And, and, and by the way, I had no idea that this was our cooking tip. Seriously, and these damn things are so good. Yeah, they, they are, are so, so good. good, man. Oh my gosh. Well, we they go I, seriously. I, I know they go really good with a beer. You know, really because, good with yeah, beer. Because nice. they're, they're, they're hot, you know, and they're, it's it, it really good with a beer. Well, to make, to make a, a long story short, last week we had John Wittegren in here, mm-hmm. which was uh, 39 years in the Navy, doctor, and came in. We had him in the studio, and he was awesome. He brought breakfast in. Thank you. And and it was boys. awesome having John in and, yep. and meeting his boys. And, yeah, it was great. And then uh, Paul Dozier comes in next. Well, Paul brings breakfast in. We already had breakfast from John. Thank yeah. you, John's wife. And then Kirk had fish dips. I mean, we had oh, enough to gain ten pounds. We had a buffet in here. It, it was so unreal. And and Paul brought us breakfast in, but he also brought in these daggum crackers that he gets from Bucky's. Uh-huh. Yeah, sizzling saltines. Sizzling saltines from yeah, Bucky's the daggum gas station. Yeah. I've never seen these. It ain't no. a gas station. Come on. It's so much more. 
It's it's like the Disney World of gas stations. It is. It is. It's so, an adventure. It's a wonderland. So he brought in these sizzling saltines, and it just happens to coincide with the day that Kirk you brought in fish dip. Fish so dip. Mm-hmm. yeah. We were like, man, let's get one of them saltines and try it on the fish dip. And it was See, I didn't outstanding. Have, because I had eaten breakfast, right? So I didn't have any of the- You didn't have any so, saltines no, here? I, no, no, I didn't. I never tried them until I got home. And Carrie and I were like, yeah, let's- And I ate one. I was like- Awesome. I was like, I'll be gum. I mean, they're- It tastes a lot like Old Bay with a little kick to it. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. I, I would say that they're a perfect cracker for like the fish dip where- you're trying you, – you don't want to put something that's got a lot of pizzazz on top of that cracker. You can. Correct. But you want to put something on it because the cracker is bringing the pizzazz. Absolutely. May I suggest yeah. a little bit of cracked cheese on that sucker? I wonder how that would be. I bet yeah. you that'd be good. It'd be good. But but I don't think you should get the jalapeno cheese. Yeah. I think you should just get the regular cheese. Yeah, like the regular cheese. cheese. I'm totally yeah. with you. Yeah. But and you then, don't and then to, you let the cracker. You don't have to put anything on it. Bring no, the you heat. can eat them plain. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but you get like three crackers in and you feel like your mouth's going to fall out of your face. <laughs> yeah, it's warm. That's where the beer comes in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's warm. By the way, you know what else goes really good with a beer? Nothing. A beer. A beer, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. I got you. Yeah, but I was I was literally Kirk, I took and, and Tara took a picture when, when I got back. Looked like you had your kind of your elbow around it like you were guarding it. Dude, I was because Dylan tear, might I be tearing dro- it up. Droning around, going, Dad, what do you got over and you, there? You you had essentially a whole bowl. Oh, it was a big old bowl. Big bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I when I got I already had, I had a bunch when I was in here. And then when I got back, I ate almost the entire bowl. I saved just a little, like maybe a half of a cup, maybe a, a full cup. For, for a couple crackers. So and t- for another appetizer t- the next night. Oh, so, so you hid it in the back of the refrigerator? Yeah, I, thought he, I thought he was going to say for breakfast. I crushed. I eat it all the time. Yeah. I eat it when I get yeah, home. Well, I, well, I'm just going to say that uh, anytime you want to make a little extra, I'm totally yeah. for you bringing some in. We get out there this week, I'll make some more. And I will make sure that I bring back your bowl. And, uh, and here's, the, here's the other thing. When you made the the trout dip, yeah, that ended up at Gordon's house. Exactly, because Gordon was like, "Does this belong to you?" I was like, "Yes, sir, it does." Chef. Well, I had I had was swinging by Gordon's to grab something out of my boat, and Val, his wife, was there, and she loves fish dip. And I said, "Hey, I got some fish dip." She goes, "Oh, I love fish dip. I love fish dip for breakfast." So she <laughs> ate the rest of your really? your trout fish dip, and she I'm flattered. She was impressed I'm flattered. so uh anytime you want to keep making it absolutely yeah, i'll make a big giant batch next time bring everybody some. all right uh, let's uh let's go to the phone lines joey has a crab trap question this morning morning joey good morning guys morning hey, I do, the, the question i have about the, the crab traps are in the river so on the south side of the buckman bridge i go over there sometimes in the morning or whatever the right time of day and you can see i mean just dozens and dozens of crab traps out that way mm-hmm. why is it that that's such an, an a, a great area to, to put the crab traps because they're moving through there yeah it's right. it's not less it's not necessarily a, a historical spot you'll see the crab traps kind of move around the river right like one week it might be north of the buckman the next week south of the buckman the one week it's south of the buckman the next week it might be 
south and on the east bank. And the next week it might be south and on the west bank. Or it might be all the way down to Danes Point Bridge. Or it might all the way be yep. all the way down to Green oh. Cove. Yep, yep, that's really? right. Really? Okay. I, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought I just thought they were all stationary, and that's just what you know where oh, they no. migrated. Oh no! They migrate. Like they go crazy. where they they go where the crabs are. Yep. I'll be darn. Okay. And I I had heard one time that if it, I don't know if it's true or not, but I think I heard one time that they said that like the a large majority of the crabs that are served up in, in the in the Baltimore Maryland area actually come from this area. That's true. That's true. Wow, huh? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and most of the places because uh, uh, one of, one of the all time great crab connoisseurs that's ever lived is the late brother Love, my, mm-hmm. my buddy Mike Breeden, and he knew crabs. And I, and I kid you not, Joey, he was almost like a, a person that is a connoisseur of fine scotch, where you have. <laughs> where scotch is from, what the flavors are, and everything else. And Brother Love knew that certain crabs from certain places and times of year, it all mattered. And he would literally call places to find out where the crabs were from, what the sizes were, and everything else. I mean, he would call around to like 15 to 20 different places, restaurants or just you know fish yep. houses, to get the best of the best crabs. But because, huh. I mean, seriously, Joey, I mean, it is – I mean, there are some people that – they won't eat unless it's certain crabs, certain sizes, and everything else. It's kind of, it kind of like like an oyster. Yes, you know, people totally like an oyster. You know, but we don't typically think of a a blue crab like that. No, no. I but there's totally people, agree. Joey, that do. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's amazing. I appreciate the information. No All right, problem. thank you, Joey. Yeah, he would. And and here's the best part. Anytime that the Jaguars were going to play in Washington or Baltimore. I'd call him up, say, "Brother Love, mm-hmm. where do we need to go eat crabs?" And he would come and meet us. Yeah. And he would call. I mean, he would call all the known haunts to find out what, what they had, what they had, and where they were from, and what size they were. And he would put them on reserve. And then on Saturday night, when we would go out, we would be eating blue crab somewhere in the Washington D.C. area. Hmm. I mean, he had a, he had like all those crab houses on speed dial. <laughs> it's awesome. That's cool. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and then, by the way, some of those traps that you see in the in the St. John's River uh, are commercial guys. Yep. And then you can have a recreational crab trap. I think you can have two, two. or three. I thought it, I, but it, I, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was two. But, yeah, you're yeah. probably right. Yeah. I think it is. Yep. I think you can have two. So. Yeah, you're allowed. Uh, you know, you can have five traps per person. Okay. The wow. m- maximum trap size is two by two by two. Or for those that are mathematically challenged, Kirk, that is eight cubic feet. And then you have to have little scape rings that are built in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is a requirement about the, about the traps, and you can actually buy those and, uh, locally. And then you've got to have a, a float on it. And then you have to have a legible R, which means recreational, on it. And then somewhere on the trap, you have to have your name, address, and uh, registration number on the trap itself. Okay. So, pretty huh. neat. If you, you can have yeah. five. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some people, uh, I know like Bob uh, McNally, he runs traps. He loves to have traps. He He's a big fan of eating blue crabs. Oh, yeah. He's posting that all the time. Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's yeah. So, such good eating. Crab dip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, love, I can make some bad love crab blue dip crab. now. Yes. All right, let's take a break. We come back. We'll do an updated weather, updated tides right here on the 
Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Hey, uh, don't forget Moe's Southwest Grill. We were talking. Uh, <laughs> what were we talking about? Something not being open this morning? Krispy Kreme uh, or something? Yeah, they weren't yeah, open until yeah, like yeah, But if you're in St. Augustine, you don't have to worry about that. Go by Moe's. Moe's is open. Moe's is open. Opens up at 7 o'clock for breakfast. Only in St. Augustine. Yeah. And if you haven't had their breakfast yet, we all have, um, do yourself a favor. So delicious. Yeah. Yeah, stop by stop by the Moe's. It's right there across from uh, Home Depot. You can't, you can't miss it. Hey, I want to send a, a little shout out. Okay, and, shout out. And uh, – I want to say congratulations to the St. John's Country Day baseball team, the Spartans. Very cool. And and you guys probably don't know this, but Tom Lucas, who friend of the outdoor show, mm-hmm. and Tom was a charter captain on the St. John's River for many years. Yep. He has taken over. <laughs> Until their... he figured out he didn't like people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And uh, so he took over, I don't know, a few years back as the head coach, baseball coach of St. John's he's Country Day. He's always been a big baseball guy. Big baseball fan. And uh, and I got a chance to see them win their regional and win be region champs. And then they went on to the Class 2A state championship game this past week, and they lost in the final. They won the first game, yep. and then they lost in the final. And uh, five to 5-3 loss oh. to Out of Door Academy – and so they were the state runner-up. Congratulations yeah. to them. What a great year. On an awesome year. To play yeah. for the state championship. Yeah. That's I mean, pretty it's, cool. It's awesome. I yeah. mean, they're a great baseball team, and, and St. John's Country Day is going to be right back up there at the top again. And uh, they ended up losing 4-2, to two, and, man, it came. they came out of the gate first inning and had a, uh, a, a bunted in run scored in the first, and then it had another one in the second on a pass ball, took a 2 nothing lead, and so it's back and back and forth game. So uh, congratulations to them. Yes. I just wanted to send that very out cool. because, you know, Tom's been a friend of ours for, for years. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And uh, he's one heck of a baseball coach, and I'm looking forward to watching them next year because they're going to be they're gonna be right there in the mix again next That's year. That's cool. Anyway, just wanted to throw yeah. that out. All right, let's do an updated weather and updated tides. Weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig, the best barbecue in Jacksonville. And if you don't believe me, believe Kevin who went. Mr. Doug went. Doug. Yep. Kirk was there last night. Dinner last night. I was there on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, it's the best barbecue in Jacksonville. It's not even close. Forecast for today, east winds, 10 to 15, 3 to 5 feet in the ocean, about 8 seconds on the interval. Tomorrow, west winds, 5 to 10 knots, be coming south, 10 to 15 in the afternoon. Sea, 3 to 5 feet. Might have to do a little surf fishing tomorrow. Monday, southwest winds, 10 to 15 knots, be coming south in the afternoon. Seas, 3 to 5. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, both days, south winds, 10 to 15 knots. Seas, 3 to 4 feet. And a tides report brought to you by Angie Subs. I had the Dr. Bangs Scrippy. Crunchy this week, and uh, it was awesome. Okay, uh-huh. it was, and I did have the French fries because I've had French fries in thirty-seven states, and it is it, the best. If, if we ate like that, Kurt, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be. I couldn't get in the boat. I would have a size fifty belt. That's on. why I'm looking to get a kayak that I can like <laughs> pedal and get a cardio workout in while I'm doing a little fishing. I can't, I can't eat like that. <laughs> uh, tides for today: eleven twenty-four a.m. is a low tide. And this is a Mayport, by the way, Mayport Bar Pilot Dock. That's a negative 0.2. 
at 6.07 p.m. It's going to be a 4.8 high tide. Tomorrow at 6.23 a.m. is your high tide. 12.16 p.m. is a low tide. That's a negative .46. It's your tides brought to you each and every week by Angie Subs. You said there's still bait, for you know for sure, for a fact, in, in Mayport? Guys couldn't find it this morning. Ugh. Couldn't find it. Oh, no. Yep. Yeah, they went but, out, and they got out four or five miles, and and they're saying all the boats are coming back in. Everybody's coming back big, in. Just still, too rough. Still too rough. You know, yesterday it was four to fives. They're saying five to sixes today. And the bad thing is when you get the southeast and the northeast winds, right. you get a confused sea, right. and it's just I can tell you. There's, it's annoying. I mean, look, I, I'm surprised they went out. I, mean, I look, went out there it yesterday. It doesn't take a rocket science. To, I mean, literally, I went this morning. I'd walk in Merle and look out on the beach, and I'm going, I, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. I'm seven blocks back, and I can hear it from my house. Yeah. Slapping. I know it's yeah. going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Big. No, I, it's I'm, not going to be fun. I'm, I'm with you, Jeff. I mean, give it give it tonight to, yeah. to calm down. I think tomorrow will be, well, be all right. Be yep. And uh, and hopefully next week, I, you know, they're, they're calling for south winds 10 to 15 each day. You know, I don't. Uh, well, typically that means southwest in the morning or light and variables. I, I, I agree. I I'm agree. hoping that's what's going to be. I'm hoping that that's what it is, too. So that usually that's, that's when it gets hot. Yep. 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 So hopefully we're able to get offshore. Hopefully there's some bait on the beach and uh, we hope, can. Hope, hope, hope. <laughs> well, it, there's no there's no doubt the the south winds is going to be bringing the heat. Mm, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the forecast and, and you it, look at it, the forecast for like even Georgia. And and the other thing is, you look at the forecast. There's like no rain, none, none. Okay. There's a there's a chance next weekend in Georgia. Yes, I mean that's that's seven days out. There's I know. Just, there's no way. I mean, but between now and then, nothing. 90, 94, 94, 94, 96, 94. That's the temperatures and the high up there in Georgia. And for Jacksonville, this week coming up. You know, today's eighty two, tomorrow's eighty five, and that's you know this, yeah. this is the Cecil Field forecast. But then. Tuesday, 92, Wednesday, 91, Thursday, 92, Friday, 92, Saturday, 90. Yeah. Here it is, boys. Yeah, yep, It's it's going to be typical May. Like we said, we we're, it seems like we're three weeks behind. But uh, and, and I'll tell you this, just like you, Jeff, Carrie and I enjoyed the hell out of it last weekend up at the property in Georgia, man. It was it was stunning, beautiful. I mean, oh, yeah, so, I worked in the yard all oh day Wednesday digging it, up. Plants and yeah, uh, plants yeah, and absolutely. Yard work this week. I mean, there was you know you can do it, but you better get it done this weekend because yeah. <laughs> it's getting ready to get brutal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and in that summertime pattern, when you're sitting there wanting to find a, a place to go that's going to be a little bit cooler. Yes, that's when you wish you were like a, a goose and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna fly up to Canada. That's right. Go to the mountains of North Carolina yeah. or something. Yeah. There were so many ways that you could have gone with the second half of that, and you go with when you want to be a goose. Uh-huh. Well, what's okay. All right. Yeah. Well, summertime, I mean, people aren't shooting at you anymore. Yeah. Oh. Got the ability to travel. Yeah. Yep. You can hang out in one pond for a little while, and then yep. you can leave and go hang out in another pond. Yep. Yep. Hey, and, and congratulations to our winner. Um, and, and by the way, that is the freakiest picture, that spy point. Picture? Trail yeah. cam? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, check out our Facebook page, folks. Okay, but the winner for the free entry into the old school Kingfish shootout is I'm trying to find I, I, oh, I'm, I'm, scroll, on, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. TikTok. Dude, I just you, you know what? I just went past the picture of that that is the funniest I had, picture. I've turned everything off. No, I got it, I got it, I got it. We're good. We're good. Here we go. It is Michael Paxson. Michael Paxson. Hey. Yes. Yeah.
Yes. Okay. With, and, and it With was, the happy fish. How do you spell the last name? P-A-X-O-N. Michael Paxson. Michael Paxson. Okay. And we'll send him a message on Facebook. Yep. And then we'll put him in touch with Paul Dozier. And if he wants to call Paul Dozier directly, Paul Dozier's number is? Oh, 669-something. I can't remember. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I can't wow. believe he didn't remember yeah. it. I remember Tom Lucas's 8686886. Still in. Wow. Unbelievable. By the way, he's not taking charges anymore. But if you want to sell a house, That's call right. him up. Yeah. 8686886. Or play baseball. <laughs> or throw the ball around a little bit. He's available. Uh, Logman, as usual. The Nimnik Outdoor Show is brought to you by some fine sponsors. St. Augustine Moe's. They do breakfast. Yes, they do. Steenhatchee River Club, Angie Sub, Strike Zone Fish and Tire Outlet, Kirby Co. Builders, Whalen Bay, CNH Marine Construction, Nimnik, and Atlantic Coast Marine, Hagen Coastal Outfitter, Shark Coatings, LV Hires, Inc., Consignment Boats, Says Call No Cat Eye, Thick Pen Heating, Cooler Coastal Equipment, TS Home Renovations, Stack Up Storage, Ring Power, and Beer to Pick. <laughs> that looks pretty really good. good. <laughs> Folks, see ya. Remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. See ya. See ya. We got to go. We got to go. Really? Yes. That's great, Bob. <laughs> hey, uh, uh. I'm hurt.